What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known from Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne. This is the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you are in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF, that's every woman's fantasy, the CEO of Fixes Binds, LLC, None other than the Black Moses, the undebatable, and the undisputed best YouTube edutainment here on YouTube and see God Allah, the whole effing show, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. The great one is back. The people's champion is here, and we've got a great show for you today. Beyonce, a video, an old video has turned up of Beyonce. She's not saying you're irreplaceable. She's not saying to the left, to the left. She's not saying any of that. She's crying in her soup, in her wine glass. The wine was getting her. And she reveals to the people that are in front of her, everybody who was there. New, 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 new world she says, Jay-Z taught me how to be the woman I am today. And of course, when people hear this video, it's going to be in stark contrast. To the music that Beyonce has created over the years. In fact, if you actually watch my show, I actually touched on this a little bit. And I gave you the secret beyond the Beyonce curse. All right, the Beyonce curse. And there you see the thumbnail right there. I gave you the secret of what really is Beyonce's motives for the music she produced. And to save you a little bit of time, we did a little bit, bit of uh, snooping and detective work to determine that it is not Beyonce that is writing these songs. Beyonce herself is just a mere vehicle. She's just the needle. She's just the individual delivering said message. In fact, most, if not all of her songs have been handwritten, selected, and picked by men. Men have written the majority of her hit-breaking songs with, as of recently, as of recently, some women song creators have been able to come in there but most of her hit songs that have all the y'all ninjas panties in a bunch have been written by men. And she is just the delivery system to get these women in the mindset of doing the things that they think Beyonce does, but deep down inside. So I could focus on my career. Deep down inside, Beyonce's just a woman. She knows she's just a woman, and she's done what she needed to do to be who she is. And here's the funny thing about it. Hit the like button. This stream is going to be groundbreaking. And this is the back-to-back -back stream, the second stream that I'm doing, which seemingly, you know, is going to gain the interest of black women, right? Which is a waste of time for me. Like, I tell you, man, I'm not about attacking black women at all. I mean, because, listen, I don't let black women since I was 15 years old. It's been a good 30-plus years where they have not been a priority in my life. But I notice a lot of you ninjas is mad because you addicted to black women or booty or whatever you are. You have a booty addiction, and you just can't leave black women alone. I don't know what it is. Ninjas be enraged about black women. Ninjas be absolutely enraged as if you have no other choice out here. Ninja, I, when I was a sophomore in high school, I realized I got choice. right? But ninjas be panties in a bunch. They be mad in my comment section. You caping for black women. I'm like, what? This is the lowest hanging fruit, the least selected, the least married, the most divorced. What the hell I got to worry about them? Ninja, but I do have a black daughter and a black mama. 
But uh, date ninjas be really enraged. They be like, and black women this and black women that. I'll be like, and? Like, there's no other women on planet Earth. <laughs> y'all really hooked on black American women, for real. Why y'all are enraged by them? Ninja, would you go somewhere else? Like, leave your little enclave in Gary, Indiana, and go outside. You realize that there's other women out there. All right. You're not the community. We need to stay together. Like, they're at a crux or a conflict. They're at a conflict in their own head where they want to save the black race. And at the same time, they have a great dis disregard for black women. And I'm like, bruh, you cannot have two philosophies at the same time. And I look at it as, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to get eyes on this stream. And they're like, him attacking black women. I really don't give a shit about them. I'm just letting you know. Like, I don't intend to pick on them. It's a waste of my time. It's an absolute waste of my time and space. But I do think it's funny when, you know, when the chickens come home to roost. So, listen, it has been two streams in a row where they have been the target. But it's not there. It's, it's, it's not that I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> like, it's a waste of my They're low-hanging fruit. I mean, they make their own bed. All you got to do is just point the camera at them and say, look at them. There they are. All right, but shout out to the sisters. All right, and shout out to the ninjas that's addicted to black women. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't leave. Like, they just can't leave them alone. You be like, it's their fault, and black women did this to them. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. But anyway. Oh, man. Ninjas is really, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. I see a comment in here in the comment stream. You gone. You gone. Ninja. <laughs> oh, man. You see that comment in there? He's asking the question. He's like, wait a minute. How did you? Oh, boy. Goofy. Goof troop ass ninja. All right. Shout out to the goof troop. Hey, the goof troop is in here. All right. Shout out to the goof troop. <laughs> uh, uh, the goof troop is here early in the morning. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the goof troop. I love it. All right, but anyway, uh, other great show. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith announces that Will and Jada have been separated since 2016. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, this is getting all bad, all bad. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man. What are we doing out here, man? This is all a facade. What have I been revealing to you? I've been revealing to you that this is your life. Listen. Listen, I'm going to just tell you something. And I hate to be doom and gloomish. Early this morning, I hope everybody woke up in the spirit of being, you know, affirming great things about themselves. Because you are great. At least I think I'm great. Uh, but I don't understand how you don't see that your whole world is a facade. At some point, you're going to wake up and realize it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Saw a pepper, a heavy D, and then the limousine. Your whole world has been a lie. This is my basic message to you. Now, with that, you're going to go get depressed, and you're going to go say, I don't need mental health treatment and therapy. You're going to be all pissed off, and then I'm going to tell you, take the after pill, all right, because I don't want you in here raging. I don't need you in here raging, but your whole life has been a lie. He said, W.O. running out of storylines. Your whole life has been a lie. It's been a facade, or as I call it, a facade. It's been a facade because it's not even a facade at this point. It's just been a facade. And everything you thought that was, it ain't it. 
everything you knew what was true was a lie. And when you realize that, <laughs> when you realize that, you can make your own truth. That's where the pride is. That's why I wake up and I say, I'm the king of kings. Now, you might say, not in my world, because your world is a facade. In your world, you have other people who you've propped up ahead of me. And the reason why you've done that have been maybe they have, you know, bigger numbers, you know, which is a facade. When you realize the numbers that you see on YouTube, it's a lie. It's not accurate. Some people are propped up by YouTube, just like kind of like black women in our society. They're propped up. Without the propping up of black women, they would be in the, they would be in the bind out here. But it's all a facade. Black women being propped up ahead of black men. Facade. It's an absolute lie. And it wasn't because they worked harder. No, it's been, that's a lie. That is an absolute lie. It's a facade. Now, find your truth. Find your truth. When you find your truth, then you can live outside of what people call the matrix. Right? How do I get, how do I, how do you, how do you look at other people and prop them ahead of CGA? I'm the realest of the real and the best entertainment on YouTube. But if you look over there, you say, well, that white girl has more numbers than you, coach. She realer than you. Oh, hell no. You be like that dude over there with the Bugatti. He better than you because he had higher numbers. Oh, no. That's not how I roll because that's all a facade. All right. I, th those numbers aren't real. All right. They're real, but they're not, they're, they're not real. They're meaningless in the end. It's about who's making the best content. And that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. So when you realize that other areas of your life are a facade, you have to actually ask yourself, what is the truth in your life? What is the truth? And a lot of you guys will really be stuck because you can't find the truth. You won't be able to find it. And you'll stay living in a facade. Yeah. These facade ass, fugazi ass, facade, lemon ass ninjas. Now, you'll just keep lying to yourself because it's easier. I'll just keep lying to myself. Or you can get real with yourself. And when you get real, you understand how to be free. All right. Shout out to the group troop. Anyway, to continue to contribute to the day show, Dollar Side the Notorious. CGA on the Cash App. <laughs> All right. Here he is. It's pronounced facade. Man, I tell you, the goof troop in here early. <sighs> I guarantee you, he just clicked on the live stream. He just clicked on a live stream about a minute ago, and he's trying to correct me. When I've already pronounced it right, and now we're calling it a facade. <sighs> yeah, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I'm annoyed. And you know who annoys me? These goddamn goofy-ass ninjas. These goddamn goofy-ass ninjas. He just came in late, and then he wants to correct me. Ninja, show up to my stream on time. Show up to class on time. It's a facade, and I already told you why it's a facade. These goddamn normies. It's tippy-toe ninjas. <laughs> All right, anyway. On my show, it's a facade. It's a facade. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. <laughs> Trolling is about, you know. <laughs> All right, we already here, man. <laughs> All right, anyway. Yeah, ninjas pissed me off today. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, rookie-ass ninjas. Here, it's a facade. Anyway, let's get back to the show. To contribute to the day show, dollar sign. CGA Live on the Cash App, Bimbo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adam, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat. 
on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, new, I have new, to say new, this. New world order. You, you cannot blame me for talking, uh, for cooking dudes in the 2024 because it's coming. It's coming. Dudes need to get cooked. Y'all ninjas just going to be like, Coach, you heel turning. No, I'm not. I'm tired of goofy ninjas too. Y'all problem out here. In fact, you are probably the problem. Yeah. These goofy ninjas, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's going to be too easy. It's too many. It's too many, too much content. It's too much content out here to not pa to pass up on the opportunity to cook goofy ninjas. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Shout out to Al Albert Wesker says sad. How many BWs take pride in being awful partners? They're, they're stuck. They're, they're simply stuck. They're stuck in their own facade. That's the way they're stuck. All right, they're, they're stuck in their own facade. In black women's world, they don't have to have any service to black men or any man that they're doing, but, but mostly black men. There's no service. And the reason why they, they justify it is this because they live in a facade. <laughs> That's why. In their world, their facade is legit. It's real. We're outperforming you ninjas. That's what they think. They really think that. And you're like, where? Where have you outperformed? And they'd be sitting up there like, they'd be like that. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Indeed. I mean, they'll say they have more degrees. I mean, it's kind of weird, but their facade is their facade. I can't blame them. MC Hanser says, all the coach gang, all the coach gang stand up. We here. Freemanist. Thank you, brother. And shout out to Danero Tranquello working in healthcare and now have a Having a red pill lens, I see men punching low with low-grade women. So, I mean, the beta stepfathers come in with mastodon whales complaining about their biological father. Yeah, man. Ninjas like to really, in that situation, you know, I guess you would say what you say, punching low. Low-grade women. Yeah, man. You can't really let those people bother you. But you could talk about them. Free agent. Life, uh, free agent for life. Andre says, sup, CGA and the coach gang at my job working in the rain. Where's Percy to buy and fix the rat? I don't have him set up like I had him set up yesterday. But shout out to you working in the rain. All right. Sunny days. Everybody loves them. Teron McAdams says, how ironic that the queen bee ruffled up the beehive. They hate men and they hate women against the sisterhood. Send it. Do you guys know that that one of the biggest problems in our world today is uh, uh, misandry, misandry. Yes, indeed, misandry. The the open out and out hate of men. How dare you? That right there, gentlemen, affects you more than anything else on this planet. If you have not understood and learned from my book, The Evolution, you will be impacted greatly from out and out misandry. All right, and we see misandry. We see them up and display in every particular way. All right. The outright competing against men, the outright saying men don't deserve anything. But then when a man writes a book saying women deserve nothing, people go nuts. But a man doesn't deserve a plate at the cookout delivered by his lovely mate. He don't deserve that. Okay. So the out and out hate of men in the gynocentric court system, the out and out hate of men, mostly men when it comes to custody and child support, the out and out hate of men in, in, in music. I mean, and it's never called out, mostly because, hey, there was some sort of um, there was some sort of uh, putting down or belittling of women back in the past. 
where I wasn't even alive. I didn't do any of these things. I did not. All right, but this misandry is going to highly impact you. Uh, anyway, Delta Fox, what do you got to say with this coast sponsorship? He says, uh, she says, going to Pasadena today to visit my clients at NASA. Yesterday's stream was on point with the mental health stuff. A therapist tried to diagnose me with BPD. A new one told me it was a sense of loss after a breakup. All my symptoms went away. Oh, man. Look, I'm going to tell you. Shout out to you on that one. Enjoy going over to NASA. I'm going to tell you. Uh, Because you resisted the temptation of, of being a, what I would call a victim, you actually went to another person, got a second opinion and didn't come out and wear your diagnoses as a badge of honor see look at me i'm a victim too i've been traumatized too and i say i refuse to be a victim now of course if you have some real real issues they'll those need to be treated they'll never be cured but yeah man most of it is a lot of us have a breakup and it sends us into a tailspin then you wake up after a facade shout out the free agent for life andre but coach your mama black Indeed, my mama black. All right, and then genetic freak says, freak says, I was at the JUCO last night, then went to the steakhouse afterward. This was from yesterday. I read this from yesterday, and you had said the Thompson twins hold me now, came on, and you was laughing. All right, and ladies love cool C says, Coach, I know this is not a shocker, but Will and Jada have been separated for seven years. I'm definitely going to uh, talk about that. No, uh, Greg, I'm going to finish these up. Greg says, Normie's not ready for the truth. This is why most people are normies. The deaf, dumb, and blind, as the five percenters used to say. Okay? The deaf, dumb, and blind controlled by the, uh, the 10%. The 10% are the blood suckers of the poor. The elite, 5% are the poor righteous teachers. Shout out to my five percenters doing that mathematics out here. I believe that breakdown is probably the most accurate portrayal of our society today. Mm. Shout out to the 5% nation, even though everybody thinks I'm an Uncle Tom. I would actually agree with that assessment. 85% are the deaf, dumb, and blind. All right. Uh, and they're, they're super comfortable in their facade. They're super comfortable in living lies. And they, they have a rabid obsession with avoiding the truth. <laughs> rabid obsession with avoiding the truth. I mean, you can put the truth right in front of them. You can show them reflection of themselves, and they will not believe it. Yeah, they hate the truth. They're not ready for it. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, what are we doing? I'm going to do a quick, quick thing here. I'm going to jump over and get this show started. What? Drag wants to go theater. All right, let's do it. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle Sniggle Theater. What do we got coming up on this show? Uh, we got some people. To- oh, we're also going to talk about dating, why dating is supposed to suck. All right, that's what we're going to do here. But Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let me see here. I don't even know where I'm at on the show. All right, uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's do it. This is a little doom and gloomy, but let's pop this up here. Tesla cars, this is a rumor. Tesla cars can now diagnose themselves and pre-order parts if needed. Oh, boy. All right, I don't know about that. All right, Tesla cars can now, I don't know if this is true. Any Tesla owners out here, is this true? Did you put your credit card on this one? Did you change your settings? Did you change your settings? You know what I mean? Your tires go flat. They order four tires on your ass. Right? Your little computer goes and starts glitching. They order a new computer, $4,000. 
Your battery doesn't charge up that day. $8,000 all of a sudden. <laughs> what the hell? Imagine checking your bank account to find out your car ordered itself new tires. Yes, I'd be sick. I don't know if this is true, uh, but this would go uh, to me on par with some of the goofy stuff normies do. Electric cars will save money. Okay. I save money on gas with my electric car. Well, you ain't saving money no more if they can self-order parts. And who's to say that their diagnosis is accurate? You know what I mean? Who's to say that? They might be just glitching. All right, somebody might hack into your account. (laughs) This is crazy. All right, so uh, that's what I would watch out for. That seems absolutely despicable if that's the case, man. Let me tell you, I'm definitely not going to order any Teslas anytime soon if they can self-diagnose and order parts without my consent. All right, let's get to the next one here. We do have a straggle up, and she has something to say. I don't know what she has to say, but anytime you see them in this polls right here, she thinks she's saying something smart. All right, let's see what she's got to say here. All right. I swear to God, I swear to the Lord baby Jeebus in the fucking sky. In another life, I'm going to be a father. I am going to be a father. I am going to reap the benefits of being a dad. You want to know what my daughter told her father today? She looked him dead in the fucking eye. She peered into his goddamn soul and said, Daddy, I hate the world without you. (gasps) That is the fucking nicest thing that has ever come out of that tiny little asshole's mouth. And it wasn't directed at me. You want to know what she told me today? We were at swim class and she was doing her show out. A show out is a little trick they do in the pool and the parents have to stand and clap and be impressed even though it isn't even that fucking cool. Yeah, I was up there trying to be supportive and she looked at me and said, go sit down, mom, you're embarrassing me. First of all, I don't have a choice. It's mandatory I stand right there. And second of all, I'm just trying to support you, you little fucking asshole. Uh Uh-huh. This man could heat up a peanut butter jelly sandwich and he gets parent of the year. I cater to her hand and foot and I'm embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. It is now my life mission to embarrass her, okay? Needless to say, my feelings are very fucking hurt. Uh, welcome to the mother of the year. Uh, one thing I've been trying to let you guys know, these women be arguing with their own children, right? They be, they be arguing with their own children. Uh, was this supposed to be female comedy, by the way? Oxymoron. Was this supposed to be comedy? I don't, I don't see it. And I don't see the sarcasm. I missed it. It went right over my head. Ladies, was this funny to you? Right over my head. This woman looks like a child. All right, whoever her husband is probably has, never mind. All right, I won't, I won't make any insinuations. What's with all the tattoos all over her body? But they will literally argue with their children. This is why I think stunted growth, this is why, uh, this is why I think teachers are been overwhelmingly women because they belong in the same classroom with many of these young people. I mean, it doesn't go as far as that many times for the most of them. So if anybody can relate and talk to children and be arguing with them and putting out their little fires and understand them and empathize. Yeah. This is why 93% of, um, of teachers and administrators in the primary schools are women. And it's even higher when you get into daycare. Yeah. I mean, this woman's literally arguing with her daughter who loves her father and nothing more, nothing hates, nothing more than a woman that hates. I messed it up. There's nothing more that a woman hates than a child that loves their father. (laughs) A woman will destroy La Llorona style. Nothing more a woman hates than a child that loves their father. 
disrespect. It's, it is what it is. But sad to see that this has continued to be carried out, even in female comedy. And not only that, she called her daughter an a-hole. Let me just tell you, if there's any men that are fathers that jumped on there and called their own child an a-hole, <laughs> Jesus. This is crazy, man. Crazy. Let's get to the next straggle. Let's see what she has to say. She says, am I the only one that didn't know this? Oh, boy. Which one of y'all was going to tell me that a 9 to 5 is not a 9 to 5? I had my first interview for a full-time job, and the lady said it was an 8 to 5. I called my aunt right after that interview and was like, why is it an 8 to 5? No way am I doing that. That's how most jobs are because an hour lunch. I don't know about you, but 8 to 5 p.m. plus commuting? What? How do you have time to do anything? <sighs> I, man, I'm telling you, who raised these So I could focus on my career. This is when I know I'm smarter than most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's life experience. I lived a little bit of reality. People are sheltered. People live in a bubble. People have really false expectations of what life is supposed to present them. This is probably a Gen Z woman who has just graduated with her degree, expecting to be CEO at 32 and focusing on her career. Then she gets a job and she starts thinking about her life is becoming eternally like a slave at her workstation with the robot dog sniffing them all day. What are we doing? I tell you, people are morons out here. When I tell you people are morons, they're absolute morons. Come on, man. You get a job that is nine to five. Let's just talk about that real quick. Nine to five is not literally meant a nine to five. Okay. It is almost like a phrase. It's like a nine to five means essentially just a corporate job. That's all it is. It doesn't mean actually nine to five. In fact, most nine to five jobs, you work extended hours, meaning you take your little tablet home. You take your little work computer home. You take your little blackberry your little iphone your little email you take it home and most of the time they're supposed to you're supposed to respond many of your supervisors are like i sent you an email at 9 p.m and she old busy uh dropping her neck on some ninja now you're gonna actually most people think you're supposed to respond at those times you're not off the clock you're never really off the clock in many nine to five jobs but that's what you thought you wanted and then she's like what are we supposed to do with our lives mm. yeah 45 minute commute 45 minute commute back all right, that's going to be an hour and a half. Then you got your lunch break, which they don't count in the hours. So then a lot of times they have a meeting prior or they have some sort of board executive group that you have to be a part of. They might have a function afterwards. Guys, a nine to five doesn't mean clock in, clock out. And inevitably, the gender pay gap has revealed this. Women make less because they want to just punch in, punch out. They want to do the bare minimum. When you factor in overtime that most men work, in their nine to five, this is why their careers go up. And it is not just the workers that have a false representation of this. Men who have jobs where they have stay-at-home moms, and the stay-at-home mom is why you can't come home for work afterwards. Well, I got to do whatever I need to do to get up to the C-suite. I got to pay. I got to do extra. Yeah, I just can't clock in, clock out. Sometimes I might have to work on a Saturday. It's not technically nine to five. And if you just actually just calculate nine to five, Without lunch break, without your two 15-minute smoke breaks or vape bait breaks, you're actually not working full-time. Mm. It's a figment of your imagination. It's kind of weird. And somebody said, women warn, uh, men warn, we've been warning women of this for a long time. Like, you really don't want to be working like this. Ladies, you really don't want to be working like this. 
And I found this out because a lot of women that are in a bind, they got jobs. They got nine to five jobs and they still in a bind and they're a slave. I mean, it is what it is. I, I just can't see how people made it this far. How did you make it this far? And you just now discovering this. Is this more female comedy? Female comedy, isn't it? Okay. What about this Ling Ling right here? She's a straggle and she's been hanging around really interesting straggles. Let's see what she has to say. And took the easy way out, which was, okay, what's the next dick? Because there's always going to be, you know, dick. dicks. You feel? <laughs> a dick is like an oxy. It makes you forget about the pain from your last relationship. And you just need more oxys. You feel? <laughs> when you do that a lot, it really fucks up your, your mind. Because those men, 9 out of 10, don't really give a fuck about you. And when you meet a nice man, you wouldn't even realize Oh, like this is real love and you will fuck that up too. And I took that. Man, a lot of these women are very vulgar. This is, we've lost femininity in women. I thank God for social media every day. And no, don't tell me these are just these women or not. There's other better women off of social media. Don't act like I don't go outside. I, I understand it. I've been lived almost 50 years on this planet. Trust me. I live before social media. Stop trying to act like these are just the women on social media because it's not. This woman is definitely from Oakland. Mm. You can tell she's from Oakland. She's been hanging around ninjas, and the ninjas she's been getting slayed and stabbed is by other ninjas. That's what she's been doing, all right? That's who she's been with. She's been with black men, and then she's been met a nice Asian man, and she doesn't know it, but the funny thing is, the funny thing is she's actually right. She's actually right. And this is what people have been warning women about. Fornication is not going to help you. Having high body counts is not going to help you. So she's saying then once you get the high body count, she's actually speaking biblical because she's saying with the high body count, um, when I find a nice guy, a guy that is right for me, I actually mess it up because my drug of choice is salami. Pause. That's her. That's what she said. That's her drug of choice. And now that she knows she can be satisfied by it, the nice guy can't do. And I'll still go back to that. This is what this is. She's speaking biblical. All right. That's but she sounds like trash. But if you listen to what she just said, I took the easy way out, which was like a drug, which is salami. And I chose to get slayed in my insides, pushing my esophagus and all of that stuff. And it's negatively affecting me. That's what she said. Let's continue. The easy way out, which was, OK, what's the next dick? Because there's always going to be, you know, dick. dicks. <laughs> You feel? I will fold her ass up and get to that net. A dick is like an oxy. It makes you forget about the pain from your last relationship. And you just need more oxys. You feel? <laughs> when you do that a lot, it really fucks up your, your mind. Because those men, 9 out of 10, don't really give a fuck about you. All right. And so uh, she, she means to say 90 out of 100. All right, that's what she means to say. Not 9 out of 10, 90 out of 100. <laughs> and when you meet a nice man, you wouldn't even realize. Yep. And so, guys, a lot of women can't realize that they've met a nice uh, man because really they're not attracted to nice men. Right. They want a nice guy, but they want to make the masculine guy or the alpha, the Chad, Pookie, whatever. They want to they, they be in their femininity. So uh, nice guys don't bring out their feminine qualities. This is in general. It doesn't. You know what brings out their feminine rage? Masculine men or dangerous men or men. That's what brings out their femininity. And that's where they want to be in. But the conflict is, hey, this guy's good for me. However, he doesn't arouse me. 
This is how you end up in a sexual marriage. Let's continue. Oh, like this is real love and you will fuck that up too. And I told yep. that. And so she did say, hey, yes, I'll, I'm, I'll mess it up. Even though I found the nice guy for me, the guy for me, I'll, I'll still mess it up. Let's go to the next one right here. And this is for you gentlemen. We've all been here. And this guy coming in on career day right here. This is from a TV show, uh, I believe. And I'm probably going to get a copyright notification. But here we go. I got hooked on something much more dangerous than drugs. I became addicted to something called hoes. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> this shit ain't funny. I got hooked on something much more dangerous than drugs. I became addicted to something called Yeah, it's bad out here. This shit ain't funny. Yeah, it ain't funny. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've, I've noticed that black, like there's black men are addicted to hoes. Like when I get on the black, you need to talk about crucify these hyenas. I'll be like, they're, they're uncrucifiable. They already cooked. All I got to do is warm them up. Like, I don't need to crucify them. They already been slayed, filleted, mignon, and all of that stuff. Have you not noticed? All right, they walking out here, splat out here. They have no other choices. Least married, most divorced, least desirable on dating apps. I mean, they're they're in dire straits. And I have another woman that's going to prove that in a minute. So what, what's the point of cooking them? They're cooked already. All right, but men in general have an addiction to hoes. We have an affinity to hoes. And this is just, you know, we just have too many hoes we're exposed to. And it's not really hoes, it's skeezers. Because then y'all need to start telling me you can get skeezers for free. You don't want to pay nothing. You don't want to put nothing down. You don't want to pay an avoidance tax. All right. So uh, once you realize this, you have to be truthful to yourself. You're addicted to hoes. And here's the thing. Go look at your Instagram right now. Go look at your Instagram. Go look at your IG. Scroll your IG. I, I literally have an IG that I can scroll in public. Can you scroll your IG in public? You cannot. Because y'all follow so many hoes. You could not scroll your IG in public. And the reason why, and you know, you know what's funny? The guys that follow the most hoes out here with the most red pill rage. Because really you have an addiction to hoes and you think hoes should just lay down for you. But the guys that have the most rage follow the most whores on social media. It's not even funny. And you got Tinder premium, Bumble. You got dating apps wide open. The ninjas that's the most mad follow the most hoes. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It ain't even a lie. It ain't even a lie. Most of y'all can't even deny it. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what you have an addiction to. If somebody says, scroll my IG. Look, let me see if any hoes come up. Basketball. Hold up for a second. Why is it not scrolling up? It should scroll up. There you go. What is this? That's my IG. Boom. No hoes. No hoes. Look. You see any hoes come up? No booty pictures. No bitches with booties out. There's my IG right there. Now one hoe. Look. I'm showing you in person right now. Look. Boxing. Now one hoes. Not one. Look at that. Not one hoe. Not one booty model. Not one. 
You didn't see one. There was probably a bit, not one. <laughs> not one booty model. I'm telling you. It's one of you guys don't know, man. You guys don't have any clue that what is distracting you is hoes. All right, hoes be distracting y'all monkey asses. But anyway, anyway, it is what it was. He says, how you get it like that? I don't follow hoes on my page. I don't. <laughs> I don't follow hoes. It might be, I, I don't even know. I, don't, I can't even know. There's probably one or two in there. But I stopped. I stopped doing all of that. But anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> he said, I do have multiple accounts, but I don't follow hoes. All right, I don't follow. If I do, it might be one or two, but no. I don't wake up in the morning with hoes on my IG. So anyway, I suggest that you guys get the same. And that's just a bit of advice from an old man in that straggle in Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Okay, let's get back to the show. Let me go over to the alternative uh, the alternative ways to contribute to the day show. And um, I will tell you, there is a little bit of, <laughs> there is a secret to this. Anyway, where are we out here? We got Jada Pinkett Smith coming up next. So do me a favor, hit the like button and we're going to continue giving the same, we're going to give you, we're going to give you the same best edutainment here on YouTube. All right. Anyway, Daniel. Daniel G says, Coach, what if a monkey brancher secures marriage? I mean, sometimes monkey branchers win. That's why they gamble. Women play this dating game like the lottery system. So monkey branchers can win. So she's holding on to you, and she swings over there, and she got, grabs a bigger, better version of you. That's We've all been through that. Now, what the, the problem is she's going to keep doing that and run out of. She's going to run out of branches, okay? It's like the wife store story. They're gonna run out of they're gonna run out of floors at some particular point, but it, it's okay, it's okay. She will win, and it is okay. I mean, I think you just have to understand that. Give me to one thousand likes. D Rock Den says, "Gotta love the Goof Troop." Shout out to the Goof Troop out here. Yep, indeed. Keldrick says, "F that you helping me." He says, "F that you helping me." These little bitches out what? <laughs> he says, F that you helping me. I don't know. He says something these little pump these little bitches out. I forget. I don't know what that means, but shout out to you. There was an emoji used, so I can't figure out what you actually meant there. But shout out to you. I'm helping you. I'm telling you, man. You trying to help dudes. Uh clean out your IG. Now, algorithms are algorithms. And so it is almost impossible to not have an infiltration of like holes and suggestion box in your explorer page. What happens is they know the demographics. All it takes is one click to throw off your algorithm or one follow, right? If you follow someone, they will suggest 15 other people to follow. And they know your demographics. They know that you're a male, certain age. And uh, all it takes is one or two clicks, and then your algorithm is thrown off. If you've ever been on Pinterest, Tumblr, YouTube, like all of these things are geniusly set up for you to be distracted. TikTok. Same thing. So if you just get curious and somebody just positions their thumbnail in a certain way and you click on it, inevitably you're going to get more things like it. What you have to do is not follow it. Try not to follow those things. If you want to save the picture, have at it. But what you don't want to do is allow the algorithm to control you. 
once you have the algorithm to control you and you follow these people, it's going to be a nonstop. You're not going to be able to break it. You're not going to be able to break it. And you will be in a constant flux of hoes, skeezers, sluts, and 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 uh, uh, chicken heads. It will be a nonstop. And you, you'll find out. You'll find out that, um, you know, you can't kick the habit. So the biggest issue is that I have is following these pages because you'll become addicted. It's only natural. And, and one more thing, be, just because you enjoy it and you like to consume, it doesn't make it bad. Obviously, that's what we're attracted to. It doesn't make it bad. But then when you find yourself over consuming it, then it becomes it takes control of you and you don't want that. So save the photo screenshot, whatever it is. But once you start following and constantly clicking on it all day, it'll be a nonstop. And as you see, I just gave you a quick demonstration of, you know, I don't have booty models and bitches with oil on their titties. Like, I don't follow them. <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, what are we doing here? Shout out to El Jefe says, as promised, CGA. And you probably don't want to say her name live. Okay, oh, here it is right here. Okay, I got it. Thank you, thank you very much. I, I'm definitely... <laughs> Speaking of, I'll I'll keep your I'll keep your chat in between me and you. But yes, I I, I understand and thank you very much. Thank you very much. Where are we at here? Where are we at? You want to get control of this, especially when you're younger. Because I remember, you know, being a younger man. Like you know, when I see when I see women now, I just be like, yeah, that's nice. But younger guys, um, you know, if you ain't put hands on hips. And you ain't put hands on hips of certain type of women. Oh, it could have a very big, powerful control over you. So try not to get controlled by it. Doesn't mean you should. I'm not one of these guys like thou shall not looketh. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not one of those dudes. But I will say I will never like the photo. I will never follow the account. If it comes across my suggestion or I'm just happen to be on the Explorer page, I'll try to resist clicking it just because it just feeds the algorithm and it's going to give me more of that. Sometimes I have the temptation to click it, but I won't respond or like to it. But even just clicking it is enough. Try to not get yourself in that constant 304 skeezer loop. It's okay. I'm not a guy that says you shouldn't be excited about it. But what happens is if you're not exposed to these women and you ain't touched on them, uh, you'll constantly be, it'll be a desire that you must, it'll, you'll crave it. You'll crave it. And you'll be like, I want a woman like that. I want to touch a woman. I want to be with a woman like that. Now, how do you deal with this? I do have conflicting suggestions. One suggestion is touch on them. Ninja, get one. <laughs> Go to the JUCO. Touch on one of them. It, and you'll find out it's all in your head. I, that's one suggestion. But, of course, a lot of people won't like that suggestion. They'll be like, no, you shouldn't feed it. And I'm like, well, in today's world, it's very tough. I like debauchery. I like to touch on them. But what will happen is you'll kind of get out of your system but what you think it is, it's not what it is. And so when I see big, saggy, soapy-ass titties, I'll be like, I've been there already. Like, they're not that great. They're not that great. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Them saggy-ass titties is not that great. Now, when they put them in their little shirt and they wiggle them, it does look somewhat desirable. But when you take that top off and you see that areola all deflated looking like... You see the stretch marks all on it. You can, you can flap it, throw it over her shoulder. You're going to be like, 
It's not quite what I thought. <laughs> Don't flapjacks. You're going to be like, oh, you know, but your nastiness, you got to get that nasty nut. Like, keep doing that over and over again, and you'll be like, God dang, this is kind of. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm kind of conflicted because I'm not just going to tell you to just be out here in these streets as well. It's not healthy for you. But a lot of it is a desire that you haven't been able to manifest. And I don't know what to tell you. Manifest it. Sow your royal oats. You'll get it out of your system. Get that shit out of your system as early as possible, and it'll have less control out over you. If you don't get it out of your system and you don't have any, um, like you can't retain semen, you can't, that desire is going to control you, I don't know what to tell you, man. You, you got you to gotta get, get over that, that um, desire. It's all mostly a facade, by the way. <laughs> It's almost a facade. All right, but anyway, shout out to Kevin W. He says, I'm at my corporate job, and there is a message on Microsoft Microsoft Teams about National Coming Out Day. Uh-oh. He says, what kind of ish is this, National Coming Out Day? He says, if I wanted to get fired, I should respond. When is the National Heterosexual Day? And you'll be fired. You're going to be fired. <laughs> Absolutely, if you do it. National Coming Out Day. All right, what are we coming out as? Pause. This is crazy. And if you have a, if you, if you are against it, they're going to be upset with you. All right, what are we doing here? Emmanuel says, here's your espresso coach. I need it today. I need to pick me up. I need to pick me up. What are we doing here? Kaylin says, one, two, three, and four. <laughs> Kaylin says, what's up, coach? He says, the clip you're going to show of Beyonce telling Jay-Z of the type of woman he made her is one I've seen before. She's been with him for 21 years and is married to him for 15 years of them. She's not going to leave them. Women can say Jay-Z's ugly all they want, because, but he's a billionaire and she's doing the right thing by staying even after he cheated. And we've actually debunked the need for a woman to cheat. I think women, ugh, I know they're not going to agree with this. Women are selfish. They're selfish when it comes to this cheating thing. Now, I don't encourage men to cheat. So, again, I, my message is kind of like it doesn't connect because then you'll try to be like, yeah, but cheating's bad. And I'm like, I never said cheating was good. However, I think monogamy is a facade. <laughs> no, listen. So, I can also have a belief that, I yes, cheating is no good, but the, expect the guy to be with you for decades and him not want to poke on something, I think it's unrealistic. And then now, ladies, don't be sad. But what if I go out and cheat? Well, you're a skeezer. That's it. That, I mean, listen, you're not wife material. It's pretty simple. Connect the dots. It's not that conflicted of a message. It's pretty simple. Don't try to complicate it. Well, what if no, you're not built for this? That's why. <laughs> right? Stop. Stop trying to be me. Stop trying to be the big dog. Stop trying to. Well, what if you like, what if women did it like men? You're not a man. Why don't you stay being a woman? I mean, it's not that hard. Ladies, stop making it hard. You're, you're outsmarting your own self. <laughs> you're really at here. Stop being selfish. Anyway. Sizzle says, morning, coach. Shout out to the Yob mob in the building. JC has always been one of the realest in the game. Plus, I knew Beyonce was steering women wrong because... She never represented the music she was singing in real life. Side note, I've been vibing to that new Good Good song by Ursher. It's a low-key red pill song. 
I think you would like it. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool there. But yeah, we're going to get into that Beyonce conversation. Rusted Junk, good to see you again. And that's a co-sponsorship. Shout out to Rusted Junk. Let me give you a prop. He says, paying my tuition to fix a buying university. <laughs> and I rolled in my first class. You enrolled into it. He says, she don't love you. And she probably never will. Shout out to the coach gang. Yeah. I was going to do a different show today, but this Beyonce video came up. I might do it this afternoon or this evening for a lot of people. And I might talk about that. Men are the, and I'm going to prove it. Men are the real romantics. We're going to go through it. Shout out to Triggerverse says, Coach, I'm late. But have you seen Officer Tatum simping on the what? I can't pronounce. I can't say that show name. I'm not going to say their name. Oh, not on my show. All right. I heard they charging ninjas to come on their show. Ninja, they, they bet not ever. Fix their mouth. Ninja, where my invitation at? <laughs> right. And they didn't acknowledge the King of Kings yet? Please. I will never say it. But shout out to Officer Tatum. I did not see him simping. Uh, but I have to check it out. I He appeared on their show. I Listen, I'm not going to broadcast any of they shit. All right, anyway. Uh, I do have a couple more Super Chats. Pug Dad says, Coach, let's roll to state line for some Powerball tickets. Juco will be lit. Indeed. Uh, Anthony says, Libra Gang Yang in the building. It's my 32nd birthday. It's not my second year. It's now my second year as an adult. Any grown-up advice you can pass on to the young, hopeful, and innocent adults, please use this $800 super chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't let the private investigators believe you didn't super chat at $800. All right. He says, please use this at the JUCO. Send me out with the barbecue. Shout out to you, brothers. Hey, man. It's barbecue in there. I always tell men. I did see a stop ring. Okay, I did see it. I'm going to do three more. Hey, young men, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's a sad, sad thing that I have to say this, but it's in my book. I know other Red Pill content creators that have been here before me and after me have said this. As an older man, today, I'm going to tell you, when you're younger, I know you think you're living a better life than older men. I know you think you are. And in many cases, this could be true. But I'm going to say in most cases, like 9 out of 10 cases, it's false. And younger men believe they have it better than older men. And the one thing that they do is throw older men out to pasture. And, of course, if you are around no good-ass older men, I can see it. But from the position of leveraging options, when you're 20 and 30, you're wet behind the ears. I don't give a shit where you are in life. You could have made it to the top 5% of 30-year-old men. But younger men do not have it better than older men. One of the, one of the things they'll say, well, you're, 30, you're 40, you're 50. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, you guys, you, what you're going through in 20 and 30, if you get your shit straight, you don't have to go through it in 40 and 50. Okay? There's some older dudes that are gone, gone. They're still trying to be young. They're still trying to do a lot of things, right? They didn't do the right thing. They were addicted to hoes. They were like this guy, addicted to hoes right here. They were addicted to hoes, and they're still addicted to hoes, right? They're still like nothing satisfies them than validation from the hoes, right? But this doesn't mean because people are like, what about the JUCO? That's not an addiction, all right? That's basically controlled experiment. That's a controlled experiment. That would, not, that would be the opposite of an addiction, all right? But 
there's some younger dudes that believe just because they're younger, like they got it better. And I'm like, dude, you haven't even, you're going to look at when you turn 40, you're going to look back at 20 and 30 and say, shit. Why was it harder? It was completely harder. It got a lot easier at 40 and 50. And I ain't even got to 50 yet, but it got a lot easier. It was a struggle. Even if you were doing good, it was just an uphill battle. And it should be that. It should be that. And we're going to show you that because you're constantly in a state of building and creating who you were. I look back in my 30s and in my 20s, and I was exceptional, of course, in my 20s and 30s. But I didn't know. I didn't know, man. (laughs) I had no idea. So be careful when you think that, you know, uh, uh, and, and black men tend to use that as a put down. Look at this 40-year-old, 50-year-old guy, and they'll exaggerate his age. He's 50. Most men on the earth do not get to their peak incomes, their peak lifestyle, their peak provision. Dating becomes way easier. They don't get to that until mid 50, sometimes 40. They don't get to it. Now, you think you were doing something in your 30s. Wait till you get to like 40, 45, 50, 55. Most, let me just say this. The average millionaire, the age of the average millionaire is 62. The most, is this a blue chip? Is this a blue chip? Black men tend to put older black men out to pasture. And this is because much of our talent is done in our 20s, right? You talk about basketball players. Most of the things you see black men achieve at, it's normally in their 20s and 30s. Sports, music. So outside of that, oh, he a 40-year-old rapper. People cannot imagine rappers being 40 and rapping, but we're here. They're they're still out here doing it. But when I was young, you couldn't imagine. What are these dudes going to do when they're 40? Well, these kids still get rap. It's rapping. All right, I didn't know rap had an age gap. Now, if you're still acting like you're selling crack at 4D rapping, that would be bizarre. <laughs> like most of the things you see, men. So for some reason, once you're out of that age range, oh, you retire. He washed up. He's 33. He can't play basketball no more. So he's washed and old. We're used to being able, we're used to telling people that. But when it comes to wealth and achievement, and when it comes to actually looking at a man who's lost, Like a man that lost his way in life, he got to 40 and 50 and he didn't become shit. So it's easy to point those guys out. Look at him. He 40 and he's a loser. He's 60 and he's a loser. Yeah, it's easy to point them out because a lot of guys thought being cool in their 20s and 30s superseded being living out your life in good times in your 40s and 50s. So you tried to win being 20 and 30. You tried to win that game. A lot of guys try to win that game. And they're now 40 trying to be 20 and 30. But it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. I've seen it. But when you look at successful men, and we gauge success mostly by their position and leverage and options, not just financially. When you're around successful men, you're rarely around young, successful men. If you gather the room up, of the men who had the most leverage and options in America or worldwide, I guarantee you the room would be filled up with 98% of men that are above 50. 98% above 50. 
The rest of them will be maybe a guy in his 40s, maybe a guy in his 30s and 20s. The majority of them will be older men. It, it's what it is. I know. I know. I know. So I, I was a guy that necessarily didn't win my 20s and 30s in cool points. I wasn't the loudest guy in the room. I wasn't a celebrity. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just a guy that was just trying to work my way up in my 20s and 30s. 40s are hitting differently. I mean, it's just, and I'm, I'm touching on 50, touching on 50. I'm knocking on 50's door here. So it's guys, I'm going to tell you, man, the, the life is different. The life is different, but that's what I would tell you. That's what I would tell you. And guys, I know guys were like, I don't want to wait coach. I want to be successful. Now I'm going to ask you this. Think about this. Do you want to win your twenties and thirties and crash out at 40? Or do you want to work your way up and then get to 35 and then be on your way? And make the next 35 years the best 35 years of your life. Right? And I was doing pretty good in my 30s, right? I was doing decent. I wasn't bad. I wasn't in bad shape. But, yeah, man. It hits a little bit different. All right. Uh, that's what I would say. And if you're not where you want to be in your 20s and 30s, as a male, life is not over. Life is not over. It's a tough one. Because you see dudes winning in their 20s and 30s and you think it's over for you. It's not. You got a long way to go. Women, on the other hand, women, on the other hand, I can't say that's the same for the majority of them. The majority of them crash out by mid-30s. They're done. They, they got what they got out of this life. The majority, when I say the majority, I mean like 80% of them crashed out by 35. They're not going to get, it's not going to get better for them. It's going to only get precipitously worse. It's going to get worse. I'm just, I'm just saying in general. 80% of them, it's a wrap. Like their life is not going to improve dramatically. But for men, your life can improve dramatically after 35. It ain't even close. Ladies be like, why? <laughs> All right. It says right here, JC says, what? Why would Will slap Chris for a bitch he left in 2016? This makes the entire scenario hit different now. It doesn't make sense, coach. She did herself injustice. I think you meant injustice. Let me do two more. Advocate says, I introduced my girlfriend to your content, and she agrees with you. She's 12 years younger than me and very cooperative, but she isn't getting no ring free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, she tried to play that role. For life, for life. Last one. Castigator with the co-sponsorship. Here we go, move it. He says, Coach, he says, stop bring facade. <laughs> All right, shout out to you. For the facade, because I know everybody that's entering today's stream, if I say facade, they're gonna print, they're gonna say I mispronounced it. Let's talk about this. Will and Jada Smith. I'm gonna have to change this header because I was gonna talk about something else. Uh, let me see here. Will and Jada and Jada separated. I was gonna talk about uh somebody got themselves a white girl. Separated. I'll just say that. That's good enough. We got to keep them separated. All right, hold on for a second. I had to do a little bit of production work there. All right, let me center my shit up. All right, so it looks good. All right, there it is. Will and Jada Smith, and it has been announced right here that Will and Jada have been separated for seven years. And this has been announced by one Jada Pinkett Smith. I think this woman has done dramatic, just tragic damage to Will Smith. And this is damage that we cannot unsee. Now, a lot of people know that this marriage has been held up 
as one of the most successful marriages in black relationships and love. A lot of people wanted to make this work. Will Smith had, I think, used Jada Smith as a prop to position himself as a successful male. He's got an honest marriage. And we know that they have rumors and innuendo of some dastardly things that they've done sexually, right? They have opened themselves up probably to the nanny goat and doing things sexually with, you know, once you get to this point and in your height of money, you know, anything goes, unfortunately. Now, people have often thought that this was a romantic relationship. I don't see it as such. It's always been a partnership. But Will, in order to preserve this relationship, has treated this like it's a romantic relationship. Now, could he be in love with her? Yes. But I think he's been using her as a prop. And she probably did not want to be used as a prop. But she saw he was the hottest star in Hollywood. Why not take this opportunity? But I think she's regretted it and it has admitted as such. Now, the, the epiphany has come out here for most people, and they're shocked. I'm not shocked at all. This makes complete sense as the stuff that they've been doing, especially when you talk about August Alstina stabbing them guts. Now, I think she should have been had treated worse when this revelation came about. But when it came about, it was somewhat, you know, if you actually had a pulse on the situation, you knew Will Smith was out here with multiple women and allegedly some men. They allegedly were doing some, you know, eyes wide shut, allegedly. So when I heard that Jada Pika Smith was potentially having an affair with a younger man, I wasn't shocked. I don't think they had been one on, on one accord for a long time. And it says the actress 52 in an interview with People Magazine says that the couple are still figuring it out. Guys, it's over. It's been over. This is not a surprise but a lot of people, normie-ass people, are completely surprised by this. Now, here's what's throwing people off. Why would Will Smith slap um, Chris Rock for, for what he said? Why would he do that? Why would he go above and beyond? Now, uh, somebody even asked that. I said that it's been a facade the entire time. She's been using Jada as a prop. In fact, you notice during the event... He initially laughed, but he realized, hey, I have to play this role, so I have to come into the aid of my wife. Will Smith is an actor, and I'm not trying to belittle the guy. He's pretty disingenuous. He's one of these guys that has a high IQ like myself. He's not very genuine person, and he's never really been genuine. I haven't found him to be genuine even back when he was 16 doing the whole Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince thing. He was one of these guys that was able to outsmart uh, a lot of people to get to the position he is. And what he did was he just played essentially a kiddish, clownish rapper. And, and that's what got him over, right? I think he was a great actor. He's been a great actor. Tupac is similarly. These guys are great actors. Hip-hop and genuine and genuine, wait. Hip-hop in general are full of actors. And now that facade is breaking down. A lot of the guys that you thought were real Gs, well, no, they were actually supported and protected by real Gs. Record label, Suge Knights, gangsters in the background. And the real Gs were the guys that was not on the microphone. All right, it was the people in behind the scenes, the security and shit. So once you see all of that, Will Smith was acting the entire time. And I believe he is not above making Jada Pinkett Smith a prop. She was a prop. 
the entire time. They were acting. And he needed her. He needed her to play this role. He had already been married. He said, I'm going to get, this is similar. This is similar to how I see Russell Wilson and Sierra. Now, again, black women are going to go crazy about this. But I see Russell Wilson and Sierra similarly. These are all facades. It's all a facade. It's all an act. It's all kind of like, there's no, could there be love and appreciation? Yes. In arranged marriages, people can fall in love. In fact, you're more likely to fall in love with each other when there's an arranged marriage. This, to me, reeks of arranged marriage, to me. Yes, you can still have kids in an arranged marriage. You can still fall in love. You can still respect each other as a partner. Yes, but I think this is more of an arrangement. This is why I'm not against arrangements. I think they're probably probably more genuinely and authentically going to work as opposed to people that are trying to fall in love because you fall out. You're going to inevitably fall out. Now, to say that they're separated, we're going to hear from Jada Pinkett right here. And uh, I think just me, just this is an opinion. I think she's miserable, okay? I think she's miserable. She's a, I I don't want to say it because I don't know. Again, this is an opinion. She's a miserable person. She's an older woman in her 50s. She got 60 knocking at the door of 60. She had to play a role that was genuinely not her. It's been eating her alive. Could you say she's evil person, a witch? I would say she's probably a witch too. Probably a witch. This is all alleged. But I think she's a, a person, she's dead on the inside. She's dead on the inside. She's been tortured. She's miserable. She don't like the role she's been playing, but it's hard to turn down. She sold her soul to the nanny goat or money. I don't know what it is. She bitter. I don't know what it is. I just don't see her and I've never seen her as a happy person. I have seen her in person, though, and I will tell you. I did notice her. She was noticeable, and I didn't even see nothing but the back of her. I knew I was like, that woman's somebody. I saw her in the DMV. I was like four people behind her, and I lived around her neighborhood. So I've see, actually seen her multiple times, now that I think about it. I just don't see much joy coming out of this woman, and I think it's a highly affected Will because he's had to drag her for 30 years in this state. Yeah. He's had to drag her, and let's go ahead and hear her words on this one just so we're not making any assumptions. There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now. <laughs> yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. I mean, who's surprised by this news? This is not a revelation. I mean, this quite obvious is that this was the case, even in the August thing that came out in what, 2020? This is so obvious, this is ridiculous. But now here, let me break this down. Somebody says she's competing with Will Smith. I agree. And that eats her alive. She thinks she's on par or better than Will Smith. Remember, they're from the same industry. And she's appeared in some successful programmings, but she's not really an A-lister. She's not really an A-lister. Separate from Will, if you took her career and looked at it, she's never been an A-lister. Neither has any of these women y'all be talking about. 
<laughs> All right. Y'all be talking about what's that other woman y'all can't let go? Nina, Nia Long. Y'all be like, Nia Long. I'm like, that woman is a D-list actor at best. I'm like, what has she done? Name one movie she headlined that went, people went to see. Zero. Same thing as Jada Pinkett Smith. Zip. Now, one movie has she headlined as the star, the person on the marquee. Zero. Zip. That sold out. <laughs> that was a blockbuster hit. That was a number one seller. Zero. Same as that other one. What was the woman, the, the woman with Jonathan Majors? That nice foldable woman? What's her name? Uh, Megan Good? Zip. Not one good-ass movie. No, not Friday. She was not on the marquee. <laughs> she was not on the marquee. She was in a movie for 15 minutes. Zero. These people are not so... Jada Pinkett Smith is looking at her career and comparing it to Will Smith, and she's saying, I could be better. I could be better. I could be just as good. I'm just as talented as him. She sees the real him. Now, let me go back to this. When I talked about marriage and support, uh, mar marriage and uh, divorce statistics, when I talk about marriage and divorce statistics, I often mention these type of marriages, and people call me out on this, and I'm like, brothers, Brothers, these marriages are a facade. <laughs> I keep saying it. These marriages that you see that you say, okay, 40, 35, 40, 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then some moron is going to come over here and say, well, these people still married. All right. And these marriages, and I tell you, those marriages are not the marriages you think they are. There are people together right now that are separated they just haven't gone through the legal process of disconnecting. See, what a divorce statistic reveals is that people went through the legal process to disconnect. They, they've ended their union legally. To say on the other side, the other 50% are successful is a lie. It's a facade. That is not true. This is another example of this. This is a glowing, shining example these people are still legally married. So these people fall in the statistic of successful marriage. But there's plenty of people that are that hate each other, that's disgusted, that live separate lives living in the same house. But you don't see it. You only see them. Oh, look at that nice married couple. They're still married. They're not really married. I'm sorry. They're not really married like that. They don't, they aren't in love. They moved on. They just said, we want to, we don't want to destroy either our reputation, we have a religious belief, we don't want to separate the, the, the assets, we don't want to make our grandkids uh, look different of us. Let's just ride this out. Let's just ride this out. And um, we can, I know couples like this. I know a couple in their 60s, and they have lots of money. They do well for each other. They've been divorced for 15 years. It blew me away when I learned this. And it's just what it is. They, but they just live. They still go on walks together. They still are with their family, they still, but they live a separate life. They can have girlfriends and boyfriends. And they just keep it away from everybody. Somebody says, Coach, been warning of this. I've been warning you of this. So the argument that Matt Walsh tried to make is that oh, the divorce rate is really 35%. Let's include the people who still are married but separated. Let's include the people who are married but live separate lives. Nobody wants to have this discussion. 
They don't want to have this discussion. In their world, if you're still married, you're successful. Next point on this one, and it perhaps may be the last point, is why would Will Smith continue to operate this way when it's been obvious that Jada has come out to try to break this story? Multiple times, August Alsina, she had him on the red talk table, table talk, whatever that is, and had Will Smith looking stupid. And everybody's like, dang, Will, she got you out here looking stupid. At that point, they were separated. Jada has said some things in the media that would insinuate that she's already been moved on. And everybody's like, dang, Will, how you let your wife do this? They've been gone. And Jada has been trying to tell y'all. And I've been trying to tell y'all. It's a facade. <laughs> it's all something to distract you from the, what the reality is. You might think you can live this life and have you a lifetime partner. The reality is you can only if you keep the optics up. Will Smith tried to keep the bullshit up by running up on the stage. He tried to keep the story going. He didn't want to take that L. And I said, there's probably some bodies buried that Will does not want out. Okay, I'm going to play this role. Mm. Keeping up all fronts. This is, it is tragic. It is absolute tragic that we still continue this facade, this belief system that people who are married are successful. This is not true. Jada is just doing this. And I don't know what's keeping her there. And it could be Will. I actually said this before. I actually said this before. If you go back to many videos that I covered on this couple, I said, and somebody said, she's this beard. I know. I said, I think I said, Will Smith is holding her hostage. I said this a long time ago. In a video that I did, and one of the videos that I remember was that they were in the house, and I think Jada was recording him, and they were talking. And Will Smith looked somewhat annoyed. And I believe I said at that point, I'm trying to remember if I said Jada was holding him hostage. I think I said at that point, Will Smith is holding her hostage. Mm. <laughs> yep. I was like, man, there's no way. There's no way. I was like, she don't want to be there. But he's like, nope, we got we, we to gotta keep this act up. Will Smith is holding her hostage. I believe I said that. And this goes back to the video of when, let me see if I can pull up the video. Um, I don't, it's not my video. But I don't see if I can pull up the video of Will Smith, uh, Jada recording Will. Jada recording Will. Yeah, without permission. I'm going to pull it up right here. See if, if you're a uh, what the hell, why am I getting a, why am I getting a commercial? <laughs> oh, I see what happened. I got signed out. This is the disgrace. All right, hold on for a second. I got signed out on my own channel. On my own show, I'm going to play the video. Here it is right here. This is the video of uh, Jada was recording Will. And I was like, why would he do this? And I was like, he, he's, being, he's holding her hostage. You know, Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me without asking me. Oh, my goodness. If you could film Astaire, me. come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, nah, no, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just. She helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another. My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? <laughs> so you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start. Bro, I'm standing in my house. 
Please watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? All right, you just have <laughs> All right, and so I think that video came out, and again, people automatically, they will take the right red pill talking point, and they'll be like, she's embarrassing him. She don't respect him. And I took the opposite. I said, he needs her. And the only reason he's putting up with this shit is because he needs her. He's holding her hostage. I, I might have even said Jada's holding him hostage, but I think I said, I believe I said Will Smith is holding her hostage, and he needs her, so he has to put up with this shit. Now, people, when I take these positions, they're, oh, man, come on. That's not a red pill talking point, coach. You got to cook her. Cook that black woman. She's a typical black woman. And I'm like, nah, nah, I don't see that. I see it as I see it. It's only I can give you the real. J he, Will needs Jada. Jada don't need Will at this point. In my opinion, Jada could divorce great Will to kingdom come right now. Right now. Jada could walk up out of there and strip Will of everything. Somebody said, why he need her? I, I, did, did, did you not hear me? <laughs> I just told you. He needs the facade. Look, 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 look. I know most of us gas station attendants don't understand. I'm going to tell you what. You're a gas station attendant. But even gas station attendants have girlfriend and wives to, even if corporate guys, you have a girlfriend and wife to play the role. Most of you guys want a girlfriend so you can look good in public. Will Smith, because you work at the gas station, you don't understand. Will Smith will be talked about after he dies. Maybe for not long, but he will be somewhat immortalized as an actor, as somebody to speak positive to. He doesn't need an L next to his name. An L for him would be a massive divorce where he gets broken down and exposed potentially for who he is. And that he does not want you to see. Nobody wants to see his sexual indiscretions. Nobody wants to see potentially that if he's had affairs with women or men. He doesn't want anybody to see that. He wants... Everybody to see him, even the slap to Chris Rock, which will be one of the most memorable things he's ever done. He wants to be forever seen as the guy that did everything right. I did everything right. I won an Academy Award. I was a top selling uh, recording artist. I was a top selling movie actor. I had the wife I had. And this is divorce number two. He, he, he doesn't want to be remembered for these things. He needs her for that. I know people can't see it, but I, that's how I look at it. If he wanted to, he could have got rid of her, but he would have had to pay, his, pay her off. You had to pay her off. Now this is another thing for him that people are going to remember. I don't think he wanted this, and she wants out of there. This is why she posted, if I'm not mistaken, she probably posted, um, I think a couple weeks ago on Tupac's, was it Tupac's birthday? She posted a video of Tupac and her dancing together. And everybody was like, dang, she's disrespecting Will. She's disrespecting Will. Dude, Will don't give a shit, and they already been separated. He wants the perfect image. You guys don't understand. Will Smith's image is carefully crafted. It's carefully crafted. Only thing you see for him is what he wants you to see. 
if his deepest dirty secrets got out, it would change the entire perception. And you guys don't understand the guy, a guy that is hell bent like Will. Um, I think he is, like I said, I've never really been comfortable with him. He wants his kids to be perfect. They're anything but that. They're out of control. They're like their mom. He wants to be seen as the per he wants to he wants to be Bill Cosby. Let me just let me just say he wants to be Bill Cosby. He let, let's put it like that. He wants to be Bill Cosby. He's an actor, not just on the screen, but his entire life has been an act. And if you don't if you don't can't see this, I don't know what to tell you. He could have left her a long time. Matter of fact, wasn't the rumor wasn't the rumor that they were in an open relationship? Yes. And the rumor was he had a couple of women over here and potentially another man. All right, th that's been out there. So him getting another woman, another young bitch, another young woman to marry, that doesn't do anything for him. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't make him a better guy. I divorced Jada because she was old and got a younger woman. He could already have that. He already can afford that. He could buy that. He could have that. He's already had that. There was another, uh, remember there were all these models that were supposedly his girlfriend, and everybody's like, he's cheating. He already got young broads. That doesn't do anything to him, but it does potentially bring his reputation down. So that's why he hides it. That's why Bill Cosby hid that. He don't want to be a guy running around here. And he, he, might like, he might like to do what he needs to do out here in terms of other people in the industry. He doesn't need to be seen as a guy that likes men and women. He can't be seen at that. So he has to have Jada. He needs her. He needs her. This is my opinion on this. You don't have to agree with it. He needs her more than she needs him. And when I say he's the one probably keeping this facade, he's, watch this, watch this. I'm going to show you. And this is just an opinion, and everything I say is alleged. If, indeed, this is 2020, I'm going to pull this video up. Remember, she said they've been separated since 2016. Why would they do this video? Hold on a second. Uh, let's see, where's the video here? Okay. If they've been separated since 2016, why would Will come on Red Table and do this video talking about, I, I think they were insinuating that, hey, she has another guy or, you know, we, he was insinuating they're still together as a married couple. The slap to Chris Rock is insinuating they still have a, it's Will, it's Will acting. It's clearly him. He could have came out right then and there and told the truth. And he didn't. Why is he crying and acting hurt? when they were already separated for four years at that point. It's an act. In my opinion, this is my opinion. He was faking it. Faking the emotions, faking the hurt, protecting the image. <laughs> the entanglement thing, the crying meme. Why would he do that if at that point they were separated for four years by that point? Guys, I'll tell you, man, this is, this is, this is what it is. He... He needed to have this, hey, we're still a married couple. We're in love. We're working it out. 
you 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 were doing this, you were left me for him, and it kind of hurt me completely in that. It's, So he needed to keep this up. He he's the one because the, the 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 comment thought was that Jada made Will come on the show. I'm not saying I don't believe so. I think he wanted to go on that show because it doesn't make sense for him to do it. Now, if you actually just bring it down and understand it, he needed to keep up the image. So that's why he put himself out there to humiliate himself to keep up the image. Look, well, let me see. Hold up. Is a, is a miracle. When couples Wait. get to the point where they now, are dying. Now you got, oh, the couple's relationship uh, therapist. Fair use. Fair use. Opening up about the extramarital romance. I wasn't sure I was ever going to speak to you again. I know, I know. Yeah, like the fact that I'm speaking to you again is a, <laughs> is a miracle. Now, when you look at this, look at it from hindsight now. What do you know? She said, we've been separated since 2016. And the interview was in 2020. This was literally, this is literally an act the entire time. To keep up the idea. Anyway. He's the greatest actor. Somebody said, listen, I ain't saying what he's doing. I'm not one outing him. But there's enough information on the internet to suggest that that could be true. In that case, this was a facade for a long time, long time. She could have left and divorced him and took all his money. I think he was saying, no, you can't do this. You can't leave me. Can't leave me. Why? Because then people will start talking. Maybe she starts to talk. Maybe possibly she has a non-disclosure agreement. Maybe he has, who knows? But what if she starts talking? She's already talking now. Not that I wanted to show you that. Uh, she's already talking now. Guys, this woman is bottled up. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. If you, if, you, um, if you see, if you know people who keep secrets, but they want to reveal the secret, do you know that eats you alive? That eats you up. And you want to tell the world. You want to get that shit off your chest. That's Jada. It's not Will. Will is acting. Jada's not acting. And I think her soul has been eaten. Because this woman knows a lot. This woman knows a lot. She knows where the bodies are buried. She knows who. She knows when, where, why, and how. And this woman is dying on the inside a slow death. You see it? She wants to just blah, 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 blah. She wants to tell. <laughs> and he's keeping her from telling. This is just my opinion. It's never really just the woman's on the bad side. I think Will needs her, and she wants to talk. But something's keeping her from talking. I, we don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm just assuming here. Something's keeping her. And, but in the inside, she's died. She's dead. So she's also probably a witch, too. This is all alleged. Anyway. And trust me, I've said some things that don't seem like it's possible on my show I'm not afraid to express an opinion that I believe to be true. And I've had people say, no, nah, you wrong on this only for time to reveal. Time's going to reveal that I'm right on this one. I don't take the common approach that says Jada's evil. Will's the good guy. He's the victim. She's the evil woman. That's too easy. That's too easy. And it ain't that easy. There's more to this story. And the time will reveal this. 
and she wants to come out. She wants to come out. She's going to, and if she ever gets a chance to come out and say what it really is, it's going to break entire, Will's entire facade. It's going to break it. And, uh, but, but this woman is broken. You see it? Look at that. It's too obvious. Yeah, surviving the fresh print. She, if she ever gets a chance to, she actually trying to wait to see if she outlives that ninja. If she outlives that ninja, she gonna. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me get on to the. I guess. I guess I'm gonna do some super chats here. We need it, and we're gonna talk about why dating. Now let's do the main event. We're gonna do the main event. We're gonna get into Beyonce after this one because you guys are patiently waiting. You got me to a thousand likes, so I appreciate it. Ninja Snuggle says, "Hey, coach, I've been listening to the book, uh, the Two Income Trap by Elizabeth Warren, and it dropped some red pills. Yep, and a lot of people didn't really know." Again, they were leaving a facade. Elizabeth Warren was a conservative. Then she wanted to run for president. She switched to liberal ideology. And she's an actor. Okay. Elizabeth Warren, when she ran for president, and by the way, I said all of this before, I said all of this while she was running for president, that she was an actor. All right. And uh, she was one of the worst presidential candidates out there. All right. Because she, because I could see through her acting. She was acting all enraged, and she was getting these young Gen Z women, you know, to uh, terminate their babies. We're going to fight for women's rights. She was a complete actor. Everything she said was an act, even down to the point that she was the descendant of Native Americans. She was so inauthentic, she could not mount a simple layup, which a white woman descending to with the political heights, she couldn't even keep that going. She was so inauthentic. So, uh, but she was a conservative prior to becoming a raging liberal. But nobody saw it, right? Anyway, she was a terrible actress. And I was saying this during the campaign. I was like, she is so bad that I can see through her like her daddy was made of glass. But let's continue. Tara McAdams says she mad at God, fellas. Remember that. She mad at God. Daniel Page says, imagine this. Tesla order parts for itself. Your car declines and the Tesla repos itself. Indeed. Uh, Stephen White says, Coach, I just sent a young black slim chick uh, in a bind. She works a nine to five. I think you meant you just seen her. I just seen a young slim black chick in a bind. She works nine to five and she needed $180 for doggy daycare because her sister died and she has no savings to afford the emergency. It's easier to just pay in the front end. These binds are out of control. Shout out to playing Eddie in the building. He says, all love, coach, free agent lifestyle for life. We Lance says, ladies want the equal pay, but not the equal work. Nope. That's a fact. DJ Berserk says, boy math on Twitter showed a lot of hollering hit dogs. All right, I got to check that out. We do have a couple of other brothers here. Skittles. Skittles. He says, but coach, as a man in a sexist marriage, I got to have my IG skeezers. Okay, I can understand that when you're in a sexist marriage. But just know, I'm, I'm going to just tell you as a man that has been married before, the more of these images that you let in, the more likely you're going to end up divorced, great the kingdom come. So, um, you know, you might want to just go in and, and divorce and come out here and put your hands on some hips. Just divorce right now. All right, just save yourself the time. The earlier you divorce, the, the, be- the better. All right, just get your divorce on now. Go through your two-year recovery period. And 
Start winning. You can, hey, the women, if you're in a marriage and you're looking at, there's some married people here. You're looking at your phone, at all this punani out here. And you got married somewhere in 2001, 2002. Or you met your girlfriend in, in 1998. And then y'all got married in 2001 or 2003. And you out in, in your sexist marriage. And you ain't been out here stroking your wife for about 7 to 10 years. And you all on Tumblr. You all on Pinterest. You all on TikTok. You all on Instagram. YouTube. And you seeing all this punani out here. And you like, I wish I could have me some. When you got married, back when you met your wife, you couldn't have you none. Because you were 22, 24, 26, 28. And you had to jump through hoops and hurdles to get you something and put some hands on hips. You, you, the things you had to do to put hands on hips when, before you got married and met your boo, Ninja, you had to be a dancing monkey. You had to be a dancing monkey. Back then, you couldn't be an old dude putting hands on hips. You was a young dude that barely could get your wife to sleep with you. She didn't held out on you. And you thinking, well, if I come out here, I won't be able to put hands on hips. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now. Married men, when you come out here, you can put hands on hips in a matter of moments <laughs> with no penalty. The peace leave ain't what it was back in 1998. Back in 1998, these women would wrap their peace leave up. They make you wait 90 days. They make you take them out on 50 dates. They wait to be out here courted. These women be out here just throwing it out like pancakes and Frisbees. Mm. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you need to put a little bit of a down payment on it, you can. It's fair game now. I know you don't think so. You're like, is this is, can I really do this? Yes, you can. You can have you a 1099 girlfriend tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. You used to have the simplest of peace leave. Now you can just cash on out. Come here, girl. You in the bind. Come here. I'm in a bind. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. She be right over there. She be right over there doing the most debaucherous things that you had to beg your wife to do. Uh, can I have some? Can I have some tonight? You think I can have some? She's like. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Hey, man, that's going to mess your head up. So, But if you don't want to get divorced, you need to stop following booty models. <laughs> stop following booty models. Don't do it. Stop following these girls on Instagram. It's crazy. Keep your wife and keep your little sexist marriage going. Anyway, that's <laughs> good. All right, but I'm going to tell you, man, the world that you entered in, your marriage doesn't exist anymore. Young men don't understand this because you young. You've been, you only been an adult since 2014. A lot of young men listening to me today, only been an adult since 2014 or thereafter. That's your reality. I was in the world prior to all of this madness. You young dudes are in, not in this world anymore. The world has changed. And I'm not saying for the better or the worse. The world has changed. What ninjas had to do to get a piece of peace leave back in 1998 is not what you need to do to get a piece of peace leave now. It's absolutely in crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's crazy. So whatever world you're in when you were married, that world is gone. It is gone out here. It's pure. Unadul and by the way, you can get on an airplane. 
it's in, it's out it's out here crazy. I can't get it, but I'm just letting you guys know. Y'all out here begging your wife, please. Shout out to free agent Andre. He says, "Don't leave with your wallet, Sean." All right, I got so many super chats. I got to catch up. Shout out to Mo Paul says, "What works for me too is if I feel that red pill rage and to reset the algorithm is to delete the apps and stay off of them for a month or so." Works with my struggles with dating, except for YouTube. And it does. I actually, before I started doing social media, I actually deleted my, my Instagram and all my apps like a year prior. That's how crazy it is. Like I wasn't, I, I actually got off social media. I was like, I, this is just not, this is ruining me. And I deleted dating apps. I, I'm telling you, a lot of the red pill rage guys that I'm trying to help out that are still raging. And I'm going to just tell you, you're raging. It's okay to rage a little bit. Most of these guys that are raging are still following whores and skeezers on Instagram, and they still got dating apps wide open. They still got their dating apps. They still swiping. They still trying to get dates, and they're, that's why you're raging. Okay? First step you need to do is delete them. Like, really delete them. Take them off your phone. Delete the app. Delete the profile. Delete profile. Start over. But you, you I, I, guys aren't going to do it. And then as soon as you see a whore on, on, on Instagram, you go crazy. You go absolutely nuts. Look at these whores. You want to show me your, um, you want to show me your section. What is the section called? Explorer section. You want to take a screenshot of your Explorer section and then you rage. And then you post it on the internet. Look at these whores on the Explorer section. Not realizing that you are causing your Explorer session to look like that. Most of the time, it's you clicking on these whores. It's you saving these whores and following these whores and liking these whores pictures. It's your, now, some of it is the algorithm based on your, your, your age and your gender. But the reason why your Explorer section look like that is much of it is you. Denaro Tranquillo, and I'm just trying to help. Denaro Tranquillo says, made my first million at 38 in the real world. My 5'5 five, five height doesn't matter as much. He says, keep myself in deep and decent shape, and they choosing. And that's another, that's another truth. That height thing really is an internet thing. JJ Frost says Jada is all Jada's about to air out all their dirty laundry. And that's why Will can't afford that. The real fit style is here. Thank you for being here. And JCSD, we need a facade shirt, coach. Shout out to you. And MC Hamster says, Coach, I've been in cor- at my corporate job for 30 years and got a 5% raise every five years. I have a great job. This is a successful marriage. Shout out to you. Justin O. Will, at one point, was allegedly dating a young YouTuber named Lizzie Koshi. Allegedly. They both vlogged a trip that they took to Egypt together. Open relationship. Yeah, the, the open relationship rumor has been out for a long time. So for guys, that's like he should divorce Jada and go get a young girl. All right, it, whether he gets a young girl or a young boy, it don't matter. He already didn't had thousands of young girls or young boys. I don't know. So that doesn't do anything. Get him dumping Jada. They've been in an open relationship, and everybody knows it. They, I think they've even admitted it. He needs Jada for the looks. Sheldon said, "Oh, by the way, also." I'm not saying this applies to them, but I don't know if you know that if something came out about 
you're married. I'm going to say you, not Will and Jada. And, um, and something came out negative about you. Do you know that your wife is not necessarily able to or have to testify against you? If something negative happened about you, like a Me Too case, let's just say, let's just take Bill Cosby and, and his wife. The negative things that came out about Bill Cosby, everybody knows that marriage is a facade, right? They're married in status only. They support each other in status. They have foundations. They've built wealth. She probably knew there, there were other women. In fact, those other women knew of her. And in fact, she has never testified against Bill. The reason why is when you're married, you cannot, the, the, the defense, I'm sorry, the prosecutors cannot force the wife to testify because they're married. The wife can say, I'm going to divorce you, then testify. But because you're married, the prosecutor cannot go to the wife, subpoena the wife, and say, tell me what you know. It can't do it. Can't do it. It's called spousal privilege. Look it up. Now, Will probably knows that. <laughs> Will knows that. And it's like, oh, something goes wrong. I at least have Jada that can't say anything. Now, if she's out here running loose and she it can say whatever she wants to say, if anything is, comes out against Will, anything, anything. She could testify. She could be targeted for it. So that's another reason why you would keep a marriage. They can't compel her for te to testify. This is look it up. So this is why people, this is why Bill Cosby didn't divorce or Bill Cosby Weiss didn't divorce, divorce Bill. That's why. Because then she would have to testify. They could compel her to testify. They could subpoena her. They could, they, they could depose her. They can make her talk. Anyway. I know a lot of guys, somebody, she needs him too. It's not even a point. He needs her more. It, it's the point, yeah, so she needs him. Dude, this woman could divorce him and make off like a bandit. <laughs> they haven't even lived together. She don't need him like that. He needs her way more. It's not an argument. Why do you got, guys, we have to take L's. We have to take L's. Ninjas don't want to take no L's here. Will is the L here. He's the walking L. You're trying to make Jada be the L. She needs him too. No, not really. Not as much as Will needs her. Take the L. Ninjas don't want to take no L's, I see. <laughs> she needs him too. Look up Will's net worth and look up what she would walk off with. Not only what she would walk off with, she's already older. She's already getting penetrated by August Salcina and younger men. This woman will walk off and like a bandit. And by the way, Will Smith would pay her anything to keep her mouth closed. Will lost this one. Let's take the L. <laughs> Men don't want to take no L's. We always want to make the woman out like the bad guy in this situation. Now, both of these people aren't the best. But let's just call a spade a spade. Will lost. <laughs> Jada did not lose as bad as Will. And she won't. She won't. And it ain't even a comparable. He needs her. He says, just divorce her and be gone. Again, he cannot. He cannot divorce her. <laughs> what are you guys missing out on? What are you guys missing out on? He can't do it. It's okay. 
He took an L. Where we at? All right, look. Let me do this. Last, last one, and I'm going to get into Beyonce. Sheldon says Will and Jada might have been separated since 2016, but there could have been a point of reconciliation between now and then. You know how this works, coach. Lies by omission. Yeah. Guys, people who are divorcing will sleep with each other. I've known people to be in bitter divorces, and they sleep with each other. That can be a point of reconciliation. That makes things complicated. In fact, Dr. Dre going through his divorce with his ex-wife, which was already a bitter, contentious divorce, it was revealed that Dr. Dre was still sleeping with the ex-wife. Or it wasn't an ex-wife yet. He was still sleeping with her, and she was dragging him. How did we find out? He admitted it. I know people that go through divorces. I know, guys, people who break up still sleep with each other. Just out of convenience and comfort. You date women that say, I just got out of a relationship. She's still sleeping with the guy. Nine out of ten chance, she's still having sex with him. Because it's comfortable. It's, they know each other. Just because they broke up legally or broke up by definition doesn't mean they don't sleep with each other. They do. Will Smith probably still slept with her at some particular point. So they were just living separate lives. Somebody said, what the F? Yes. Dr. Dre admitted that during that divorce, the early point where we were reporting the divorce, we were doing the stories. He admitted, remember this. I'm the one, this is why I do this show. I'm, I have a good memory. I have a good memory. He said that, in a moment of weakness, he went over to the house. After sex, he revealed that he hid some money somewhere. And she took that info and used it against him in divorce petition. I believe it was like, I can't remember, he bought some stock. It was something that he revealed to her. And then they said, how did, he, how did she find this information? He actually still was sleeping with her. And he went over there, they had sex, and then he started to talk. And then what happened was she went and took that info to the lawyers. Mm. Yeah, he said ninjas don't know how marriage work. I think there's a lot of people who are completely, you know, on the male side. They just, a lot of guys just don't know. And I will let you guys, yeah, it was the Apple stock. Um, look it up. I've actually been covering these stories. And this is why I tell you, because a lot of you guys just don't have experience, either with women, dating, marriage. You don't have the experience. People think when a, when, a, when a woman breaks up with a man, they stop having sex. No, they don't. They do not. <laughs> this is not common. It's more common that they're still sleeping together with each other. People, you guys live, in a, you guys live on Sesame Street sometimes. You guys live on Sesame Street where you're like, oh, they broke up, clean break, nothing's happening, and then they moved on. No. It's not true. I actually know a divorcee that I know personally that, that I got to pick up the scraps and she wasn't legally divorced. But what she started, what happened was her husband saw me, was aware of me. Her husband that she was sooning divorces saw me talking to her. And then what happened was she stopped sleeping with him. Why? Because I was around. I was picking up them scraps. And so I was with her and then he confronted her when he was wanting to come sleep with her. And then she said, no, no, I'm not interested. Now his thought was, 
There's no way you're not having sex with someone because he knew her. She could go without. She cannot go without. So he immediately said, and they were separated. They were already getting a divorce. They were already had lawyers. And he said, you must be sleeping with somebody else. This is, this is what happens in real life. Come on. People don't understand that when people break up, doesn't mean they stop being with each other. They don't. They still sleep with each other. When you're, you're dating a girl right now that, that said she broke up a month ago, two months ago, five months ago with the guy. Well, I just got out of a relationship five months ago. Guys, that woman is still sleeping with that guy. Highly likely. Highly likely. When you find out, how do I, how do I know? How do you find out? How do you know? If she makes you wear a condom going in to the first couple, she makes you wait a day or two, then a condom on day one, day two, day three. Then all of a sudden, she won't say anything. She'll let you slide up in there. At that point, she stopped sleeping with that guy. That's when you know she stopped sleeping with the guy. Not because it don't feel good. Not because she thinks you're safe. It's because she cut him off. She knew you was banging her. You started banging on her with the gym hat. She really didn't want that. You banging on her. Then she goes back to that guy and starts to cut it off. She's like, you know what? We need to really, we need to stop. And then she slowly has to cut this ninja off. Then by the time you crawl up in there and wiggle around in her body with no condom off, she has cut that guy off. He's not coming back for no more sex. She's now moved on to you. This is how the real work works. This is how the real world works. Not this whole thing where you just look at things like, oh, they broke up, new guy. Nope, there's always overlap. Women always overlap. This is why a woman could say, I slept with a guy during a break in a relationship and not counting as cheating. Come on, guys. I'm here for you. I'm not here for you to argue me. I just have a lot more experience, and I'm here to tell you not to hurt your feelings, but this is how it works. This is real life. This isn't fake bullshit. This isn't, oh, it should be this. It's Come on, man. I hate to drop this on your head. There's always overlap. This is why I say women cheat in the gap, in the gray area. Well, he wasn't making me feel this way, and he pushed me into his arms. She doesn't feel like she cheated. Then at that point, she starts cutting you off of sex, and the new guy is hitting it. The new guy is hitting it. The man she's going to monkey branch to, he hits it more than the husband. She then starts to cut it off. They're not. Anyway, let me, let me, let me get into the next part of the show. Let's get to Beyonce. Now, this is what I want you to accept. Is it always the case? No, but anyway. Let's get into Beyonce. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, let me play this right here. If you want to, I've done a video on Beyonce. And the video was like this. It's called Beyonce's Curse. Beyonce's Curse. And I basically went from song to song reading her lyrics. And a lot of her lyrics and music has influenced a lot of women. Just like men have been influenced by lyrics and music. A lot of women, and Beyonce has a very big, big loyal fan base called The Beehive. A lot of women are motivated by a lot of her stuff, right? A lot of her music. It touches them. It, it, it relates to them. And so they think that that's how Beyonce is. 
And in fact, she's almost the complete opposite in every single way. You never really hear her making statements similar to her music. Her music speaks for her. But her music has been overly well-crafted. It's been a facade, if you will. And what happens is a lot of the music, her top hits have been written by men. The Dream, Neo, all right, uh, produced by men. And I don't think she has a real true belief in a lot of the things that she sings about. It's more of an image, just like Will and Jada. It's an image. And she's not going to come out and say, girl, I don't believe none of this. Why would she do that? That would be similar to me just showing up one day and say, you know what? I've been acting the whole time. Everything I said is an act. My girlfriend is moving in tomorrow, and I'm thinking of getting married. That would be similar. What would that do to my audience? They would be like, what? You guys would have a fit. Ninjas would be making content left and right. You would go crazy if I said that. You know what? I had to do what I had to do, and I had to say, <laughs> you see that? Out, then you would be like, you, sell, you sold us out. You misled us. You wrote this whole book about living the free agent lifestyle, and now you out here with a whole girlfriend, and you out here about to move her in, and y'all about to get married tomorrow. That's similar for Beyonce to come out and tell these women, don't believe this song. These are just music. I actually love my husband. I'm loyal and faithful, and I serve him, and he is my leader. She can't say that. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to say anything like that, so she has to let the music speak for her because it's selling like hotcakes. People believe all of the words that she says, and they will try to form their relationships as a result. But, of course, these women are getting played like a fiddle because this video right here, this video is going to show. Unfortunately, a lot of women have tried to form their relationships or, or their breakups like Beyonce speaks. But this is an older video, and it says right here, well, let's let her speak on it. Okay, let me play the volume. This is her behind the scenes. I don't know how old the video is, but let's play it. It's before Jay-Z is trying to look like um, Basquiat right here. It's before he grew his dreadlocks. Nothing compares to what you've done not only me, but everybody here. You taught me so many things. I was 20 years old when we first started dating. You taught me how to be a woman. You taught me how to live. You taught me how to be a friend. Um, you've given me so much in life. And this is it's not enough. It's not enough I can give you. I just want you to be happy. And every year, I'm even more in love with you. And I want to spend every day of my life with you. Happy birthday. And I thank God for you every day. All right, all right, let's stop right there. <laughs> let's stop right there. You guys got to know, you know, they're actors. They're playing a role. But this is a private moment. This is a private moment. This, I don't think, was supposed to leak out like this, but it got out. This could be a five-year-old video or whatnot. But it doesn't matter, regardless. I want to know the song that mimics this song that she has sung or written. Maybe Cater to You. Cater to You could probably be the only song. Even when she wrote that song, they were saying, oh, you out here, uh, you out here caping for these ninjas. They probably said that. But this was a birthday, and she was expressing herself, obviously with a little bit of liquor in her system. Now, I want to look at the comment section related to this because the comment section is very interesting, all right? The people had some stuff to say about this, and this is certainly not 
the woman that she portrays to be. That's what, uh, let me see right here. People are supporting this. Let's see if I can pull this up here, and I'll replay it right here. here here's a comment that's interesting right here. Okay, it says, you taught me how to be a woman. Sounds like grooming, and she's going to say anything. He's a billionaire. Mm. Grooming. Everything's grooming when it comes to couples like this. Well, in fact, this was almost a natural state of many relationships, only because most men didn't become valuable and an asset to women until they were able to build down the line. And this is why you saw in the past age gaps like crazy. There's other reasons for that. But this is grooming because she said she was 20. Because we treat 20 like a child. We treat 20-year-old women as if they have a better option and a better life path. We'll look at this later. And they really don't. They're always going to hit a glass ceiling, a peak. They're going to peter out, you know, and or and or hit where they want to hit and then want to come back and get a man. And then they're frustrated that it doesn't work out. So now it's grooming, right? And she has her own money. But for some reason in her world, in her world, this woman who is highly successful and rich and wealthy, what else does Beyonce need out here? Does she need to be single? No, she found a guy to be her power couple, to be her partner, her mate, or whatever that, however they frame it. And he was able to teach her to be the woman, not like the woman she portrays in the music, but the woman that she needed to be for him. He's obviously higher in status. And he was like, I'm going to take you to be my wife, mold you, shape you into what I need because I can find it in any woman. Are you willing to be that? She took the opportunity. They're mad. Here's another comment. He took her how... I'm oh, sorry, he taught, sorry, my bad. He taught her how because he took her young. He taught her how because he took her young. What was he supposed to do? See, this is why people are irate. They're mad. Why are they mad? And what was he supposed to do? Wait till she was 30? This is why people I think who wait till 30 and 40 are kind of foolish. And that's you. What was he supposed to do? Get a 30-year-old woman and try to teach her to be the woman that she needs to be? No, because she's somewhat comfortable with the woman that she needs to be. And he can no longer use her as a necessity. She can no longer serve him. They think that Beyonce shouldn't be serving men like Jay-Z. And this is a thing again. This is a thing again where, and somebody said husbands are grooms. There you go right there. But this is the thing that tells you, even a guy as high status as Cam Newton, Jay-Z, they're supposed to have some strong and independent woman saying you're irreplaceable. Beyonce's supposed to have more options than Jay-Z. Jay-Z Beyonce's not supposed to be served by, uh, Beyonce's not supposed to serve Jay-Z in any way. Beyonce in their world has higher status than Jay-Z when everybody knows that is not true. It's not true. Jay-Z's way past her. But in these people's world, it's not. Here's another comment. She's Drunk in love. She's drunk and in love. Okay, so it must be the alcohol. And you're getting a lot of people responding to these things as favorable comments. Okay. It says right here, I saw a clip of a woman warning other women 
about dating older men. And she said, be careful because the older man assumes the role of parent and father and feels like he needs to groom her in his image of what he wants her to be mentally, emotionally, and sexually. So this is a warning. Hey, uh, and, and uh, Dr. Thunder points this out. In the black community, age gaps are no-goes. Age gaps are no-goes. Well, th- these, this couple here, Beyonce and Jay-Z, I think they have an age gap of greater than 10 years. I might be wrong. In the black community, this is a no-go. But the odd thing about the black community is they have the least successful relationships, the least on record. The black community, Dr. Thunder points out, if the age gap is greater than five years, it's grooming, it's controlling. Well, in other cultures, the age gap is almost not seen because there might be a need for the woman to have a mental, emotional, and a sexual uh, dominant. They might need them to be not only a uh, uh, a spouse, but also a parent or a father figure. And it's absolutely weird that in our world now, only the black community proceeds in this progressive mindset that the two people are partners, even to the point where the person is obviously head and shoulders past the other partner, right? Jay-Z has more years, more experience, more wealth, more status, more business acumen, more everything. But they're supposed to be equal. They're supposed to be equal at some particular point. He's supposed to find his equal, even with that. Where there's no equal, he's not supposed to have a woman, what? It says right here, groomed in his image. In fact, that's almost biblical. The service, the helpmeet. In the black community, that's all. No, 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 no. It should be partner. Even when the woman says, hey, I'm out here being strong and independent, they can't accept Beyonce being of service to Jay-Z. It says right here. It says, was this before or after Lemonade? And this woman says, this real though, the right man going to teach you how to woman up. And I, I, I'm here to say, I'm here to say, what women are missing, what women are missing is they're not being taught how to be a woman by the right people, women, mothers, and men. They're constantly at odds at what elders and men tell women what a man wants a woman to be. What they're doing is saying, no, this is what you're going to get. And this stems from a lot of the music that's being put out. The minute a man says, nah, this is what I'm going to accept. This is what I'm going to teach you to be. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. And even Beyonce is out here saying, you taught me how to be the woman I needed to be. Let's listen to it again. It's nothing compared to what you've done. And not only me, but everybody here. You've taught me so many things. I was 20 years old when we first started dating. If you can't hear it clearly, I wish they had subtitles. It says, I was 20-year-olds when we dated. I was 20-year-old when I dated. All right, let me look up their age gap. Beyonce, Jay. By the way, let me just say this for people who don't agree with this. The black, and it's mostly probably going to be black women and black men. I'm going to reiterate this. You have the least successful marriages, the least successful relationships, the most single raised children. You have the most divorces per capita. You have the most early terminations of pregnancies. You have the most out of wedlock children. I don't know what you're doing, 
in terms of trying to tell people and convince that you have it figured out. And then you're telling people who have it figured out, have it figured out that they have it wrong. What is it about that community? It ain't my community. What is it about that community that constantly believes they have the right solution when you can't figure out how to do the simplest thing that human beings have done for tens of thousands of years? You can't pull it off today and make it work. What is it about you that constantly wants to be at odds that people make it work and you don't want to do it that way? You somehow want to find fault that is grooming and this and that. What is it? I don't understand it from that community. Yeah, you people, I don't understand it for you people. For the life of me, I don't get it. You can't pull off the, you can't even pull off a date. You can't even pull off a marriage, a marry before you carry to the clip of greater than 50%. You're at an 80%, no marriage before carriage. <laughs> I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. And then you hear people argue it on the podcast. And then you say, I'm going to stick my head in the sand. I'm tired of arguing this. You cannot even pull off a date where the man gladly pays for the woman. And it not be an argument. It is mind boggling that you could sit here and listen to me and be steaming in disagreement with either Beyonce or Jay-Z or myself. You can't even pull this off. And the men, you can't even pull off paying for a date without feeling like you deserve something. This is at odds with humanity. This is it's a disgrace. <laughs> it is an absolute disgrace. It is clown world. And you people out here, there's the age difference, 11 to 12 years. That's the age difference, 11 to 12 years, which in the black community, that's some sort of predatory behavior. And many other communities, that's probably on the low end of being common. In any world outside of America, that's probably overwhelmingly common. And nobody even cares either way because there is a semblance of, hey, I'm needing you. I serve you. There has to be a need. Women today are told they don't need a partner. They want one. Well, that's why you're losing out here. That's where you're losing. Keep losing. I'm just letting you know. Keep losing this way. I Listen, I have no skin in the game. But if you want to keep trying it that way, try it. Obviously, your leader, Beehive Beyonce, doesn't even agree with that. He taught me how to be a woman. He taught me how to live. He taught me how to be a friend. Um, you've given me so much in life. You've given me so much in life. I don't know any songs that say this may be catered to you or cater to me. I don't even know what it is. I actually did a show on reading her lyrics. You've given me so much in life. This type of conversation towards a man is considered weak. It's considered weak. And then you throw in the cheating thing. And if we have time, I'll discuss. We're at the two-hour mark. Sure, I'll discuss it. You can still give to a woman, change her life, and still put your Johnson down another woman's esophagus now do i suggest it no but a lot of women here want to be given the world and keep it all to themselves i think it's a mission impossible let's let's continue and this is is not enough 
It's not enough I can get. I just- it's not, dude. This statement right here, there's not enough I can give you back in return. Hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. I want y'all to hear this. I want you to hear this. There's not enough. There's not enough I can give you back in return. Nothing. (laughs) Compared to what you've given me, I cannot give you back enough. Now, that to me tells you a lot of what people need to hear. Because the reality is she ain't lying. And I've said this as much. Compared to what men give women, I'm, they're robbing us blind. And the nerve of many of them saying, picking out your fault, assuming you're not doing enough. And many of us fall for this trap. Because we believe that, and what women don't know is we overlook many of your faults. We overlook many of the things you don't give us. We'll stay in a sexless marriage and try to make it work. We'll go to marriage counseling and get torpedoed. We'll stay under the threat of duress and divorce. We'll overlook the bullshit and stick around. That makes them, because they don't hear us addressing their faults, they think they're perfect, and they think they're giving us the world. We just ain't telling you where your shortcomings are because a lot of guys are afraid, either afraid to lose you or afraid to lose their kids or afraid to lose what they worked hard for. So where your faults lie, you don't hear them enough. You're shortchanging. Most women are shortchanging men, outright robbing you. And then when you hear this, there's not enough I can give. And I can say that about every woman that's been in my life. They robbed me blind. I gave them way more than they even deserved or were capable of giving me back. And that's almost every man out here can say that. Just because you gave, she gave you children, you guys are false. You gave her the children. You... She's defined as a mother because of you. You gave her that. She didn't give you children. You gave them to her, and you gave her her whole entire definition for the rest of her life. You guys got it all wrong. She did, you did her a favor. She can't return much, and she's telling him that. There's nothing that I can give you in comparison to what you gave me. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. How many guys, gentlemen, I want you to ask yourself this. When when your girlfriend, your wife, your partner, when they didn't give you what you want, did you tell them right away? When When they were bugging the shit out of you, when they were annoying you, did you tell them right away? Most likely not. You didn't tell them. And the reason why you didn't tell him is because you didn't want her to stop having sex with you more than likely, or you didn't want her to turn it back on you. So you swallowed it. You didn't say much. You just, oh, damn. When she was annoying you. When she didn't give you none. When she lied and said she was on her period. When she stopped having sex with you, you said nothing. You didn't take her to marriage counseling. You didn't threaten her with divorce. You didn't call her out on her bullshit. Said nothing. You know what, what, what that creates? That create yeah, you want to avoid an argument. Oh, I don't want to piss her off. You know what that creates? It creates the idea that she is doing more than you. That she is giving you the better deal. 
that she's perfect and you're the one that's flawed. And this is not the case. You're giving her way more and you need to let her know that. And if she doesn't accept that, she needs to kick rocks. You're giving her way more than she deserves. In fact, you're preventing her from going out and dating. Without you, she has to go out into the dating world. And if she believes she has options, let her go out there on the dating world and find out. Go ahead. In fact, if, if, if you divorced her today, the likelihood she gets remarried is slim to none and slim, does, and slim died. Slim just died. She's not going to get remarried and most likely she's going to get divorced if she gets remarried. Guys, you're, you're saving her. You saved her from her own self. This is why she can come out and say to him, there's nothing I can give you back for what you've given me. And she's absolutely right. Anybody that thinks she's wrong because she's Beyonce, you're out of your mind. She's completely right. There's nothing that she can give him just on GP. Then there's nothing that she can give him in return for what he's giving her. Facts. Anybody who disagrees with this, want to blame it on the alcohol, want to say she's acting, it don't matter. It's a fact. She can't dance and say, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. It won't affect Jay-Z. He bigger than that. And he's not addicted to ass like you addicted to ass and titties. He can have any ass he wants. And she knows that. I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. This is, a lot of women don't like this at all. And every year, I'm just even more in love with you. Even every year, I'm more in love. Now, listen, somebody said they're outliers. They're outliers in comparison. But the odd thing is, people think their relationship is opposite. But I'm going to say this again. Men, all men, give women a way better deal than they get back from women. Almost all. I don't care if you had a pookie or a deadbeat. Almost every man gives a woman, if he connects with her, sex and or relationship, you gave her the way better deal. And that is not an outlier. It is the truth. And it's even further expressed if the divorce happens because inevitably she'll come after what she thinks she's entitled to and deserve, which is what you have. In fact, if she leaves with nothing, she left with a bad deal. It's too obvious. If, she, if you have something and a woman says, I'll be without you, and she walks off with zero, guess what? Everybody say, why would you do that? So she has to take from what you have in many ways. That means you had way more than she had. She was getting way more than you were getting from her. What did you get from her when she left and divorced you or walked off and broke? The only thing she was getting, you were getting was puss. You were giving, you were giving her way more. <laughs> it's not even close to an argument. It's not even debatable. This is why most times 
The one that's enraged is the woman. She's the most furious. She's the least likely to get over it. Now, you do have men that are outliers where that's the opposite. It's, it's just pretty clear. It's pretty clear, but a lot of people won't have this conversation. But even Beyonce is trying to have this conversation. And I want to spend every day of my life with you. Happy birthday. And I thank God for you every day. All right, so there it is right there. There it is right there. All right, and you would say you would appreciate this message. I think then the biggest part of this story is this what Beyonce is teaching women. Is that this is the greater part of the story? Is that the type of thing that Beyonce would teach women in a song? And the answer is probably no. The answer is probably no. She would not want her audience to know that this is her current type of relationship. And if Beyonce, if Jay Z was faithful to this woman, do you realize how much? that he's giving up to be with her as opposed to vice versa. Oh, she could get any man. Don't matter. Don't matter at all. That wouldn't affect Jay-Z. He can replace her. She's the replaceable part. He can't, he's giving up much more by being monogamous with Beyonce as opposed to vice versa. It's not even close. And this is almost indicative of most relationships. But I, I know you guys can't say stuff like this because this is not the normie conversation. You guys got to go out and publicize your woman. You're my everything. You complete me. You don't want to wear the pants in the family. You know why people say these things? Most of the time, and I'm going to tell you as a formerly married man, most of the time you're saying this is because her self-esteem is low. And you got to inflate it. Give her a, a sense of purpose. You got to keep her ass out there plugging away. Feeding your kids bologna and cheese sandwiches. Keep her cracking graham crackers. Keep her out here make, making a chicken noodle soup. You got to keep her out here making dino chicken nuggets. You got to keep her ass busy. Baby, You your job is important. It's more important than mine. I don't know what I would do without you. I'm able to work and you able to raise these kids. You got to keep her ass on the track. Anything to keep her ass on the track. You my better half. You my better half. Your kids look like you, not me. You got to say this shit to boost their self-esteem. Boost a ego. The problem is you don't realize you're creating a monster when you do this because they believe what you're saying. And you say it enough, then they believe it because you say it way more than you criticize her. When she has a shortcoming, you don't tell her as much as you tell her, you my better half. As much as you tell her you're her, the better half, you better tell her every time she missteps, misspeaks, she's out of line, you need to let her know. Now she thinks she perfect. <laughs> you my rock. You my rib. You my spine. You my backbone. Ninja, please. Listen, you also my biggest financial obligation. You're also the biggest obstacle I have to avoid every day. Tend to be. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> so you also that too. So you can be my backbone, my rib, but you also my biggest financial obligation. You're also the biggest risk factor in my life. You're also the biggest inhibitor in many ways. You're also the person who takes 90% of my check that I work hard for. So I do give you an honest assessment, but if I say all these things, I mean, you're a mean husband. I'm not mean. I'm telling you the truth. 
And not only am I telling you the truth, I'm describing you. You're also the person I avoid almost on a daily basis. You're also the person I look forward to the least when I return back home from work. But these things can all be true, and she can also be the backbone. <laughs> You're also the person that never greets me when I come in the door, and I think, why did I work so hard for this bitch? That's what, that's what he really needs to say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get to the super chats. Yo. You're also the biggest threat to me that you could destroy my life if you're not happy. These all things can be true. Shout out to our brother here. Did I get uh I did get you over there? Twin A. Oh, wait a minute. I skipped ahead. We're gonna get to these right here. And then I got dating. We'll talk about dating world. Why dating should suck. If men were honest, I mean I need to do that show. If men were honest. Where we at? JC says. What's more, what more can Jada expose about Will? We already know he's a colon-choking hemorrhoid hitman. The only thing worse could be the deletion of Tupac. I smell barbecue, yeah. It's barbecue in there. What you got, you know, I mean, we know that, but guys, if the media doesn't write it, it's not true. This is how normies work. In fact, I've realized this several times. If the media doesn't report it or present it, it's not true. I remember when this happened. I'm sorry to go off on the tangent. Henry Resilient says we were separated for a week. I still smashed. That was the situation where you separated from your wife. Shout out to Brown 310. Hey, there was a, there was a time where I remember. Who remembers when Michael Jackson died? When Michael Jackson died. And this happened also, Kobe Bryant and many people that died that are celebrities. I remember when Michael Jackson died. When we found out he died, it was on Twitter. It was all on the news. We knew it. Everybody knew it for about a good day. You know what I mean? It was like a good day. Later that evening, later that, now, it was all rumor and innuendo, but it was pretty much confirmed. And Farrah Fawcett is still mad rolling around in her grave to this day. Because he out, he took, took her shine. Now, it wasn't official until when? I want you to tell me when it was official. I want you to tell me because it was a good-ass good day. We had watched 24-hour cycle of it. <laughs> we had got our feel. We got the details. We knew the when, what, where, when, why. When was it official? I'm going to see if you can remember this. And I'm going to tell you, this is how normies think. So we could have all the innuendo support. When was it official? Somebody said, I don't want the year. I want you to, I want to tell you the event that made it official. And that day, from that day on, that was the official announcement. Did Ed McMahon die on that day? That's crazy. I'm going to see if you could get it. And to this day, they'll play this clip as if this was the announcement. We're talking about Michael Jackson. We're talking about Michael Jackson. He said until TMZ. You guys have got good guesses here. I'm going to tell you when it was official. It was official when Jermaine Jackson held a press conference. Concert, uh, press conference. When Jermaine Jackson held a press conference, 
That was when it was official. Now, before that, nothing. Now, today, if you watch a video of Michael Jackson dying, they will show the Jermaine Jackson press conference first, as if in historical reference, this announcement was the announcement that everybody found out. Because that's the official statement. And that's, that's how normies work. Official statement is historically the story. Before that, it's all rumor and innuendo. So the streets will tell you what the story is. Not until it's confirmed in the media, boom. Not until that, until the people are notified, until they have a grieving stage. And I think that might have been like a day after or at least towards the evening. We had already knew. We had already knew and we already accepted it. Today in historical reference, that's the announcement. So that's how normies work. You got to get an announcement. So if you think Will is out here with uh, other people, men and women, as long as it ain't announced on the TV show or a media, it don't exist in the normies world. Mm. All right. It don't exist. It's non-existent. We can keep saying it and keep saying it. And everybody knows it. it. It don't matter until Jada comes out and holds a press conference or writes a book and says, yep. Will Smith. Is a fudge packer. All right. It don't exist. Mm. <laughs> All right. So anyway. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. I don't know, man. That's how normies work. And they and baby boomers work that way. If Ted Koppel, if Ted Koppel and uh, Dan Rather don't come out and say Lee Harvey Oswald was not the shooter and somebody else was, the government, Cuba, the mafia, right? If Dan Rather says, if Rachel Maddow says, this is the story, this is the story. Mm. Now, we over here talking about Hey, man, what happened to Building 7 on the World Trade Center? Have you heard the media address Building 7? Nope. No. The media has not addressed, and the media will not address it, despite the fact that everybody, internet snooze, conspiracy theorists, people that's asking questions, people that's looking at the video, people that watch the inside job, we all can sit up here and talk all day long, but normies need the official confirmation from the mainstream media. Or the lamestream media. They new, 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 new world order. Normies need a press conference. All right. There was no magic bullet. There was a triangulation of assassination. There was a ninja in the sewer and in a grassy knoll. That's what they need. <laughs> and if they don't get it, if Walter Cronkite says it was Lee Harvey Oswald in the sixth floor book depository with three shots in succession, he hit three, two out of three. That That's the story. <laughs> mm. I'll just let you know. How normies work, man. Normies are normies for a reason. That's the story. And they stick to it. So, again, we know it as, hey, we've been acting up out there. But, hey, it is what it is. Oh, man, what are we doing here? It's crazy. Uh, Anyway, shout out to the baby boomer. Shout out to Twin A says, funny. How if your husband gives you advice to improve your mental, your mentality and emotionally, it's grooming. But when a therapist does it, it's healing. I think the rebellious nature of women has been revealed. I'm going to get to all these super chats. Okay. 
going to get to it because, um, guys, if in our world, women just do not want to listen to men. When I said earlier, the most critical thing that men are dealing with today is misandry. Not even close. It's nothing. It's not mental health. It's not racism. It's not any of these things. It's out and out misandry, out and out rebellious nature of women towards men. It's the outright comp- competition and the downgrading of men in our society. I mean, you're seeing it, and you can't even speak against it. If you speak against it, you're the misogynist. How dare you? And yes, I said misogynist. Okay, shout out to Tom Likas. It's the out-and-out hate of men and the rebelling against men. You're going to hear that more than anything. Ty says, in my marriage, in marriage, the husband is called the groom because he's supposed to groom his bride to become the wife. Women are literally supposed to be groomed. Facts. I mean, I mean... You know, but this is why they also want to change all these things. This is why they call it partnership. And I want a partnership and I want an equal partnership and I want a power couple. They're trying to change all of this. Words mean things. Words mean things. So now they're like, he's grooming her. What are you supposed to do? Take her as she is. If you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Shout out to JC. Legend has it. August hit Jada and Will's bottom. Oh, remember, that's a legend. All alleged, MC Hamster says, a friend taught me years ago, if you want your girl to work out, get a friend to tell her she needs to work out. She ain't going to listen to you. Uh, Very much so. I've actually experienced that as well. In fact, if you give her a hint to work out, if you tell her to, uh, if you buy her a gift, a gym membership, in many normie cases, because women operate in a normie mindset, you're wrong. So you're saying I'm fat? Kind of manipulation. Where are we at? Chris Abney, he says, excellent dissection of Will Smith. CGA is not only the unbinder, but the revealing of the facades. And shout out to all the facade members out here. I'm going to go to PayPal, and then we'll talk about why dating should suck. Okay. Dating should suck. Pause. Y'all, y'all niggas like the pause on everything. Gen Z pauses on everything. All right. But can't pause your Instagram. Somebody said, uh, 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 shout out to Irvin says, thank you for your hard work and dedication. Coach, your logic is undebatable. People cannot like it. He says, looking back at all my past partnerships, the woman benefited a lot more than I did. I say all of this to say that every time a woman simply interacts with a man, it is a come up for her. Simps spoil them and gentlemen cater to them and all men pay somehow. This is what it is. In fact, most guys that are, anti a woman benefiting which i'm not i'm not anti a woman benefiting these guys would inevitably strategically plan around the woman getting nothing and there that that right there exists tells you that men normally give more women more like their whole plan is to give the woman nothing you deserve nothing or she shouldn't get get any uh thing but but mcdonald's drive through Right? The whole strategy. She shouldn't get an orgasm. She shouldn't get pleasure. The pleasure is equal. There's a group of men who strategize about giving the woman nothing, but the odd part of it is they give the woman the attention and validation, inevitably messing up the whole economy as they do this. Because what they do in inadvertently is raise women that supposedly deserve nothing. They raise inadvertently their importance, esteem, attention, validation. They inadvertently give them what they're trying not to give them. It is so ironic 
that I have to call it out. Meaning that the strategy is if I approach a lot of them numerically, I'll get a few. But what did you do to the 97 women who rejected you? You inadvertently gave them attention. You raised their value. You raised their belief that, that if all of y'all running around doing this, you raised their belief that she's important. But then your strategy is to try to hit it for free and not give them anything for it. Uh, or, or they deserve nothing better than bologna sandwiches. They don't deserve pleasure or orgasm. Just five stroke special. Don't give them nothing. Don't give them an orgasm. Don't give them a pleasure. Like it's. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are actually doing the opposite effect, but you know, you can't talk to young men. This is a technically a young male strategy. And then not only that, you mostly targeted low hanging fruit. You will not target attractive women, the women that, that will make you work. You're not going to target them. And I'm, I got a video that approved if, if you stick around for the three hour mark. Shout out to Michael Frantatoro says the 20, the 1099 girlfriend just heard you say it. He says, coin that and keep using it. I, that's not mine. That's Kevin Samuels. And the one time that I will say, I heard that from Kevin Samuels. <laughs> All right. But we'll give him the credit for that. That's who I heard it from, but, but I don't know where he heard it from. So there's somebody out here said, I said that. Kaylin says, if anyone wants to say that Jada was the star in the movie Set It Off is sadly mistaken. Queen Latifah was the real star. Jada played more of a supporting role. She's always been a C-list actress at best. She wasn't even the star in Menace to Society. <laughs> right? In Menace to Society had relatively unknown Actors. Now, I want you to tell me once again that Jada is a A-list celebrity. Celebrity. Jada played a supporting character that had excessive screen time, and she wasn't even the the star of the episode. Like she's not an A-lister, and she was probably the only known actor at that time in that movie. The only. Let me say it again. In Minister Society, she was the only known actor in the movie. And she did not get star. <laughs> she had already been on TV shows. The other people were newish to us. She was newish. That she didn't even get no damn headlines. Stop. Nah, I don't want to hear the bullshit. Jason's lyric. Lorenz Tate was the star of that show. Stop with that. And by the way, nobody even outside the black community saw Jason's lyric. So, listen, black folks, let me tell y'all again. Can I tell y'all a story? Can I tell you a story? Gentlemen, what's popular in the black community is not necessarily popular, especially cult movies like Jason Lyric and stuff like this. This is not, nobody saw that in any other community but black folks. Nobody. Nobody. Ask a boomer or a Gen X person that is not black about Jason's Lyric. And they're going to be like, what? Let me tell you the Luther Vandross, Freddie Jackson story. And let me repeat that again. Jason's lyric is not, what? Lorenz Tate was known more in Jason's lyric. Lorenz Tate debut movie was the most, this is his coming out. Lorenz Tate was not a known actor by the masses at all. On Minister Society, he was not. Nobody had seen him before that, unless you were watching some television show. Nobody had seen him. I'm going to tell you, Lorenz Tate was on the scene when he was in that grocery store and she says, you break, you buy, and your mama probably ashamed of you. 
And he turned around and he said, what you say? And then his dreadlocks was dangling. And he says, what you say? <laughs> that was Lorenz Tate. Nobody knew him until the camera zoomed into his face. And he turned like this to that Asian woman, the Korean woman. Nobody knew him. <laughs> Nobody knew him. Anyway. But anyway, let me see here. And there's other known actors, I guess that was no, nobody knew him. Yeah, anyway, stop, who was talking about Kanye? Please stop with the Kanye. I said it was Minister Society. Y'all got to clean out your ears. Clean out your ears. I said, I said Minister Society. I know you guys are getting confused. I said that. And then the next movie down the line was Lorenz Tate. Down the line was Lorenz Tate and Jada Pinkett, if I'm not mistaken. But nobody outside the black community saw that. Nobody, nobody was checking for that shit. <laughs> How many people, man? Let's stop. Anyway. Nobody saw that. These are all movies that only black people see, and then you run out here thinking everybody's seen it. Nobody, nobody saw that. Nobody saw it. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was in no suburban movie theaters. Trust me, I lived in the suburbs. I lived in the suburbs when these movies came out. No, there was not in the movie theaters. If it was, it was like, Two days. Uh, anyway, let's get to dating. Why dating should suck. Did I get all the super chats? I did. Why dating should suck. This story is going on and on and on. And I always encourage, I always encourage black folks to, you know, because I know a lot of black folks. I, I showed you the map of races, how they're distributed across the country. If you look at it, blacks are almost, they're almost in one subsection of the country. They're kind of off in the corner like the, like the Trail of Tears off in the South. That's where the majority of them are. So you take the black population, the majority are tucked in the South. And I would probably say greater than 70% for sure. Then when you look at the map, I wish I could pull it up, but I don't have it as a reference. Maybe I do. I want to reference it. But I've lived mostly exclusively outside of the, the original pockets. And I'm going to make a point here. I'm not trying to belittle people. I'm going to try to make a point here about what the, what the reality is. I don't think I have it. No, I don't have it. So the, the point of it is, is you're, the 70% of the black population is tucked exclusively in, this, in the southeastern United States. Then you have pockets, spatters of enclaves in the Midwest in the Northeast, tight pockets with most, with 90% of the back population in those pockets, 90% in the little tight pockets in the Midwest and the Northeast in the entire state. Once you take, you take New York, there's a tight pocket of blacks in a tight pocket. 90% of them are in a tight pocket. You spread across the entire New York state, non-existent comparatively, statistically, same thing as Chicago, Milwaukee, Gary, Indianapolis, same thing. Cleveland, doesn't matter. Then, West Coast, you take anywhere outside of the Southeast United States, past the Mississippi, probably less than 10% of the African-American population is distributed. And I'm just throwing you numbers. In, Los An in, in California, in California, all the blacks are in tight pockets. L.A., Oakland, Vallejo, a little bit of Sacramento, they're all in that tight pocket. So they're not spread out diversely. 
What I mean to say is this. The point of it is. What tends to be popular in that southeastern United States where you would think, hey, this is popular because everybody in my area saw it. Once you leave that area. The whole nobody, nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, and this is the realest way I can put it. Once you leave Jacksonville, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Atlanta, once you leave uh, Huntsville, Birmingham, once you leave there and you walk outside and you go anywhere, your whole world done flipped. What was important to you is not important over there. What you relate to is unrelatable. Now, it doesn't diminish it. I'm not diminishing it. I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's less important. But it's unknown to that world outside there. Unknown. For instance, Love Jones, right? That, that would be unknown relatively once you leave the enclave. It does not even exist to that rest of that world. But in your world, you think it's existing. Now, every now and then, something will leak out. Like breakdancing, Jay-Z, right? Certain things, rims on cars, Jordans. Every now and then, something will leak out. Baggy pants, twerking. Some of these things will become culturally, not all, some. And then they will become dictionary terms, slang words, bling, bling. That's an example of something leaking out that was exclusively in the enclave of Nolans. Bling, bling. That leaks out. And then it becomes a cultural phenomenon. Then people will relate to it. Inevitably, those people think everybody in the Southeast says bling, bling. <laughs> he said the stanky legs. So you, you see what I mean? But inevitably, the entire culture doesn't leak out. So these things that are important, they are, they are non-existent outside of that. I remember when I was, I was in the suburban high school, this song came out and I hated this song. And I had just moved to this suburban community. The song was Hip Hop Parade. Ho, hey, ho. Do you know that when I was in school, I think I was a 10, 11th grader at an all Jewish and white school. Do you know many times when people saw me walking down the, high, down the hallway, they didn't have anything else to relate to me about, but they would, do, they would sing that song. <laughs> they would see that song when they saw me. They would see me and go, hip hop parade, ho. That's what they would say to me. And I'd be like, God damn, like, <laughs> but they had nothing else to say. They were trying to relate to me. They thought maybe I really loved Hip Hop Parade. They thought that I listened to that nonstop. Why? Because in their world, that's what black people did. <laughs> in their world, black people like Hip Hop Parade because it was always on repeat on MTV. They saw black people dancing to it. They heard it over and over again. That was their world. You see what I mean? That, that's, that's what happens. That's what happens. Every now and then, something leaks out. And then the world outside thinks that that's what you listen to. 
Same thing. Some things never leak out. And then Love Jones is an example. Jada Pinkett inevitably is an example. Really, Jada Pinkett was unknown to the rest of the United States only because of her association with Will Smith. And I'm here to tell you, most people wasn't checking for her at all until Will Smith married her. The rest of the United States probably didn't even know who she was. <laughs> anyway, right? It's, it's, it's one of those, it's the reality of it. Yep, kind of like, whoop, there it is. That's what leaked out. But, you know, it's our 69 boys. Is 69 boys the best example of the Florida sound? Probably not. But they probably have the most well-known song. You probably wouldn't know who the rest, you probably wouldn't even know the group, uh, or you wouldn't know anybody that had a sound similar to 69 boys. It didn't leak out. But I, was it 69 boys? I, no, it's not 69 boys. I can't remember what the, but that, that's not leaking out. It's just a reality. <laughs> anyway, but it's a reality. But a lot of people don't know that because your world is that small enclave. It's that small pocket. So you'll tell me, love Jones. And I'll tell you, smack that shit back. That is not an A-list movie. It definitely was probably straight to VHS. Nobody outside of Birmingham saw it. And nobody has even put that video on or probably ordered it from Apple TV that is not in that small enclave. Nobody says, hmm, let me see this Love Jones. Nobody, nobody's ordered it on Apple. <laughs> but you. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, let me stop on Jada. Let's get to dating real quick. Nobody has pulled it down on Netflix and downloaded it. None. John Deloney unhinged. Let's get to John Deloney. All right, uh, where's the John Deloney clip? Let's see what John Deloney's talking about here. Let's see if you agree with John Deloney. Hey, John, you're unhinged here, by the way. I do have some great videos of women talking about dating, though. Ah, there it is, John Deloney. Here it is. There's your boy right there, John Deloney. He says uh, he's talking about masculinity. He's really mad. He's really mad. All right, here we go. An ounce of masculinity in their body. Nobody with an ounce of dignity or respect in their body strands their girlfriend or their wife ever. That's cowardly, childish behavior. No man with any sort of masculinity, any sort of strength or dignity or responsibility takes all the money out of the account and says, you got to go through me as though you're some kind of overlord or her dad. It's cowardly, childish behavior. Nobody with an ounce of masculinity in their body. Nobody with an ounce of dignity or respect in their body strands their girlfriend or their wife ever. It's cowardly, childish behavior. No man with any sort of masculinity, any sort of strength or dignity or responsibility takes all the money out of the account and says, you got to go through me as though you're some kind of overlord or her dad. It's <laughs> cowardly, childish behavior. All right. Actually, the movie is not Love Jones. It was Jason Lyric. But yeah, that even makes it worse. All right. But um, yeah, uh, this is John Deloney definitely going in on men. They, they're definitely comfortable going in on men. Look at him. He mad as hell. He's angry. Look at that guy. 
All right, and he's got a tattoo on his arm now. He got tatted up. All right, John, be careful, guy. Tough guy. Look at this guy. All right, nobody with the... This is obvious. This is odd because why is he talking on masculinity? I don't get it. Why, why is he speaking on masculinity? I don't even know the context of the conversation. I just think this is funny that he's unhinged about this. And normally he's unhinged about this because he's heard a half of a story. He's had a half of a story. Now, my question is, John, what about when women do? <laughs> right? You're saying, and I can somewhat understand, you're saying the man should not control the woman financially. I hate to say it, but what about when women, is it feminine for women to, to do the things that they do when they break up with men in order to control them? Is it feminine? Are you calling them out? Are you this outraged when you hear about a guy disenfranchised, divorced, great, broken up, tire slashed? Are you this outraged when kids are held against the man and the father hasn't seen their kids? Or were you this outraged when the mother uh, uh, took custody away from the father, the six kids, and moved them in with that black man in Florida, and he adopted her? Is this feminine? Mm. They're never that outraged. This is a prime example. This is a prime example of the misandry that we hear. We're so comfortable hearing about how men aren't men and how men aren't the, the, the real men and how men are not masculine and how men. But when it comes to getting, giving that smoke about what women do, even I still have to face these things. Even I have to face, oh, you always going in on women. Even men do it. They're uncomfortable with it. They're really comfortable with men getting browbeaten and downgraded, which does tell me that men do have a slight, uh, a slighter, higher importance of women in society, meaning that when he doesn't do what the world tells him to do, she loses. She can only win as long as we browbeat him into submission and keep getting him to do what he's supposed to do because she doesn't win without it. I'm wondering, John, where's the equality here? I know people say, coach, you're not equal. But look at the opposite. Look at what men have to do. Look at this guy. He's furious. <laughs> He's furious. I don't see this ferocity, this ferocious nature when women do bad things. And he's never done it. So he's built up an audience of people like this. John, uh, not John, not just John Deloney, but also Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey can hear a story. Soon as he hears that a woman say, well, my husband, he's childless. He still plays with toys. They be out down his neck. He piece of crap, human being. He don't know his role. Absolutely. Let's talk about dating, and then we'll end the show. We do have some people out here that's going to tell people why date. I'm going to tell you why dating should suck. All right, but let's hear, look at this video right here. And we're going to take a trip down memory lane, perhaps the 1980s, of what internet dating used to be. This is what internet dating used to be, a.k.a. you would go down to a studio, record yourself, and uh, other people can come down to that studio and look at people and, and select from those people. Here we go. Hello. Thought I told you never to call me here. Some of the things I love are photography, travel, skiing, and cuddling. This is a very exciting time for my life oh, because I'm just starting a new claims adjusting business. 
I don't know, the type of girl that I'm looking for is one that's really attractive to me. I like an attractive woman, someone who might look like Christy Brinkley or Jacqueline Smith. I have a very strong sense of humor. I've read recently that everyone thinks they've got one, but my friends do agree that I do. Might not appear it, but uh, semi-crazy. Kind of your typical research mathematician, I guess. Walking down the street or just going out for letting me take pictures of her with my camera. He's somebody that maybe even gets rough once in a while, you know, and uh, I'm a ham. I've oh, been on geez. Jeopardy. I decided that I'm lonely, but I'd love to go roller skating. Are you a little crazy? Extremely high verbal skills. Co-ed bubble bath sounds like a real fun idea I want to try out. Um, I'm... And whoever's ever with me has to like to do it too, or they're going to go nuts, because I'll drive you nuts. I seek a person who is childlike. Somebody that'll embarrass you by ordering too much food or, you know, somebody like that. I'm a nice fellow. I don't know. Um, I'm particularly attracted to black women and women. Oh, Jesus. Mm. This guy. Oh, the humanity. Oh. Woo! Man. Boy, it was rough in the 90s and the 80s, man. Women of different races, so if you like me, give me a call. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Basically, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. Oh, no. Ladies, if you think dating is bad, you, you had to do this in the 80s. You know what I mean? There was no cold approach or risen going on here. These guys couldn't cold approach an ice cream truck. What the hell? Oh, man, this is bad. All right, wait a minute. Look at the cool guy. This the cool guy right here. Oh, look at this guy. Hey, you know what? This guy right here, this guy right here is an example of the fake profile. Like, this is what women see first. Oh, I want to see his profile. He He's he's dark, tall, dark, and handsome with blue eyes, and he has a flower. And then <laughs> what will happen is she will see his profile and think every other profile about to be. He's the poster child of the profile. Thought I told you never to call me here. Is this ninja wearing gloves? Oh my lord! Some of the things, and then the rest of the profiles is this ninja. <laughs> that was the Chad, and they was like, "We have, we have singles here. Come on down to the studio, ladies, and look at our singles profiles." And then the rest of the profiles are like this right here, right? They can't help it, right? All these guys are the rest of the profiles. Hey, what happened to that Chad that was there? Where's that guy? They got the prototype ninja up first. <laughs> oh, shit. And then look at this ninja. This the cool dude. This like the dude in summer school. The movie summer school. Oh, black folks didn't see it. There wasn't no ninjas in it. Uh, but anyway, it was, a, it was about white kids in summer school. <laughs> right? But look, he got the Hawaiian shirt. He's the cool guy. He's not as cool as Chad, but he's cool. But he's just, yeah, he just ain't got no game. He ain't got no game. Oh, man. Unbelievable. But uh, this is why dating should suck. I believe, this is an opinion, that people should not be good at dating. Okay? People should not be good at dating. Anybody that's good at dating or can tell you how to date successfully, inevitably, are not dating for the right reasons, obviously. They're serial dating. They've gotten so good at dating that they've not found a mate. I think dating should be awkward. When you get to the point where dating's not awkward, you're not nervous, and you're just kind of doing it, you're doing it to get laid, you're doing it to get free meal, you're doing it to maybe see what's out there, and you're not nervous about it, you shouldn't be dating anymore. 
Inevitably, dating was not intended for older people. In fact, in my opinion, dating wasn't intended for people past the age of 25. This is the realities of dating. Now, I will also tell you, I've done a stream, says dating is synonymous with prostitute. Prostitution. Dating is similar to prostitution. In fact, when it was entered into our lexicon about what traditional dating is, it has actually looked at as negative. It was looked at as a negative act that people were doing as the city started to grow and develop. In fact, most, many people who dated actually haven't made long-term partnerships, but they might have made children. But dating was considered, a pro, it was considered shameful to date. It was like, what? You're going out with a stranger? Do you know this person? Is he safe? What are you going out there for? But dating comes directly from prostitution. It was treated as that. In fact, the man act in acts that happened in municipalities said, hey, taking a strange person out for dinners and gifts is actually prostitution. In fact, if you took a strange woman to a hotel and it wasn't your wife, they wouldn't let you check in. They wouldn't even let you check in back in this time where people call traditional dating. In fact, traditional dating is a myth. It's a misnomer. If I took a woman out that was not my wife, people looked at you as strange. They're like, what is this? Now let's go back. Dating, people who are proficient at dating should not be dating anymore. You should be doing something else. Like if a woman is like this, I'll play a video. If a woman's like this, she should not be dating. And I'm going to go into the men too. Pause. But this is the woman right here who should not be dating. She should give it up. She's been done it too much. She hasn't been dating for the right reason. She's a user. I would say she's close to a prostitute at this point. She is nowhere near dating for a mate. Let's play the video, whether it's a skit or not. It says first date, she refused to get out of the car because he took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Let's listen to her. This might indeed be a skit, but let's listen to this. And I'm going to show you, this woman has no business dating. Here we go. Right. Let me just get the door for you. Okay. He got me at the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. I ain't getting out this car. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes. Uh, would you want me to... Open the door for you. Look at, look at. Are you? You're recording me? Yeah. Yeah. This is the Cheesecake Factory. This is the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant? You want to talk about it? I'm, I'm fine with talking about uh -huh. it, even in front of them. Oh, right. yeah, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Come on, get up on in the car. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, so, yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk you, about it. So you expect a man to go all out on the first date. Is that right? I mean, you're supposed to. Look at, I mean, when you take out a beautiful woman... <laughs> And you're courting her. She's wrong. And don't get too far ahead of yourself. I've already did these streams in 2019. I've been telling you this. Go ahead and look at the catalog. I gave you the breakdown. It's dating leaked to prostitution. What was that, 2019? This right here is a prostitute. 
but she says she's courting when in fact she's prostituting. Uh, and not only that, she's just out of the market to be dating. People think that older people should be dating. I think they should not be. I think you should either be hooking up or packing it away or pro, uh, uh, buying some. I don't know. You shouldn't be doing this. Where does she say she's beautiful? She's, she's way out of her league. What is she talking about? And she says she's courting. This is who she's courting. And you, you allowed her to allow him to take you to Cheesecake Factory. This is crazy. Because I, I get courted. You're wrong. You're, you're, you're prostituting yourself. You're not courting. That's not, dude, you're, you're not even dating at this point. You're prostituting yourself. You're literally saying, no, I'm not going to go for this fee. Or I'm not going to go because you took me here. He wasn't out of line. Now, I think this is a skit. But, guys, this is kind of how a lot of women think. So you're courting her, right? You're supposed to take care of her. Fault. Okay. All right. Well, this is prostitution. <laughs> this is what this is. Or an arrangement. This is not courting or dating. Somebody said, I gave you the link to the article. All right. I mean, listen, You uh, thank you for the link, sir. But <laughs> thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. I didn't find it before you, but I like, thank you. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. But here, here we go. You're supposed to cover her. You're supposed to protect her, cherish her, treat her well. Right. Yeah. That's and and I, to do. I agree. Not I, I went into this date as I expect uh, with the expectations for myself to keep you safe, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to respect you, mm -hmm. uh, to for your food of course okay so let me go back to this right here this guy should not be dating this guy should not be dating as you can see look at his shirt look at his shirt look at his presentation look at his haircut look at every goddamn thing now why is this guy dating <laughs> right this is why i say dating should suck because this guy, he hasn't even put himself in a position to tell this bitch to kick rocks. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. This is what I'm telling you. I think people, dating should suck for these people. He has no business doing this. This is probably the 50th woman he tried this on. She doesn't like him. She's only with him for the, the courting. She, she is in no way going to be with this guy. This is why I'm telling y'all. People are out here dating inauthentically for no reason. This is crazy. Both of them are desperate. First pick you up, of course, mm -hmm. and just treat you like a gentleman. Which no, I no, no, no. Gentlemen don't treat women that they date like gentlemen. That's courting. And it probably is more leaning to prostitution better than a woman that you take on a date. This is not, this is not right. I believe I have done. I mean, you, yeah, and, you've been pretty then, nice, but I mean, and then, cheesecake factory. I, on the other hand, have certain expectations for a girl I go out with. Okay, so he's asking for prostitution too. Wait a minute, why am I still off? He's asking for prostitution too. I have certain expectations of a woman that I take out. Why don't go, why don't you go on seeking arrangements? See, I don't think guys should take women out to have sex with them. It's unnecessary. You don't have to do that. If your intentions was to have sex immediately, 
after treating them to a meal, that is not called dating. That's not what dating is. So this is the only way you can do it and feel good about yourself. So you're going to take her out the cheesecake and you thought she was going to drop that neck. Both of you guys are dead ass wrong. You want a prostitute. She wants to be treated like a prostitute. This is not dating. Let's continue. First date. I expect her to be respectful too. I expect her to be cooperative. Mm-hmm. And, and at least, you know. Uh, what did I do that wasn't cooperative? Why, why does he expect her to be cooperative? Because he picked her up and took her to Cheesecake Factory. My question is, wouldn't he have known that before he offered her a date? Again, people aren't dating. This is why it should suck. You're trying to make something happen that doesn't make sense. I don't take a woman out before I know. This is in general. Before I know if she's cooperative. If you take her out to find out if she's cooperative, you're not dating. You messed up. All right? You ran a red flag. Here we go. Right here. I mean, like, even, like, uh, when we were walking to the car, uh, you wouldn't... Uh, Put your hand around my arm or anything like that, or hold my hand or anything like that. I mean, it's too early for that. Okay. I yeah. don't know and you. I yet. can respect that. I can respect that. Okay. When uh, I got to your apartment to pick you up, uh, you didn't want to invite me in. I can respect that too. We're not again. Maybe I don't we're not know there yet. Okay. I know you. And then, but I mean, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a woman. False. She's not. I mean, do you include this recording him and embarrassing him and humiliating him? Do you include that the fact that you outrageously outranked yourself as to as if he was supposed to you're doing everything you this is crazy. But of course, this is what people are doing on dating, men and women. Both of these people are goofy, morons. But I, I mean, got myself all made up. Nothing wrong with the cheesecake factory. Right? Yes, there's a lot wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Oh, man. Well, look at, I mean, look at my plan where we were going to go originally. See, now that's, that's where, that's where we should have went. All right. Right there. Call see, him. Call him. No. What do you mean, no? See, I, mean, I specifically I you told you both yesterday and this morning that I'd come to pick you up at 4 a.m. At 4 p.m. Right? Mm. And I got to your place at 4 p.m. You didn't even come downstairs for another hour. And so I was waiting downstairs. Jesus. Oh, my God. Again, this is why dating sucks. It's supposed to. Both of these people are ill-equipped to do this. So he waited an hour for her to come downstairs when he arrived. Oh, my God. This is sad. This is sad. You didn't bounce. You waited for her. That's why she's treating you like this. She's treating you like this because you already disrespected yourself. I understand. For an hour. Right? But I wasn't expecting for work to take me so long. I got home a little late. And like I said, I don't know you well enough to invite you up into my apartment. And that is not possible. And that's why I'm saying, I'm thinking, okay, if we're not there in the relationship to you know, me uh, at your apartment, then maybe we're not ready in a relationship for such a huh? nice, fancy rela- uh, restaurant as Aria. Yeah, his he don't have any masculinity here. So what he's saying, I'm penalizing you for being late. 
All right, you were late. You made me wait, so you get cheesecake. Oh, man, this is painful. Especially if I'm paying for the whole thing, which I'm still willing to do. I, mean, I would have been, okay. but... Why don't they just call this off? If we're late, I mean, I told I mean, you we twice. It wasn't that late. I'm we literally late. left your place at the time the reservation was good, supposed to be. Oh, okay. oh, so he reserved the place and it's passed. Okay. I specifically said four because maybe we could get there early and even get, have some time to get to know each other on the way there and while we're in the parking lot. I mean, we, waiting for a reservation. We can still get to know each other. Isn't there another restaurant you can call that, like, you know, the no. equivalent to that? I mean, I, I you, literally you don't said, understand. Look All at right, it. I'm done with this. I can't. I can't. All right, I can't. So let's go on to the next one here. Why dating is getting tough out here. Why dating should suck. Uh, here it is right here. Let's talk about this woman right here. She says, they ask her, what would you rather have, a career or your lifetime partner, I believe. Here we go. Like, you rather have the love of your life or the career of your dreams? The career. The career, okay. Yeah. Of your dreams. Yeah. Why? Um, you don't want love? I mean, love is good. Like, love is great. But at the same time, I feel like a career make me feel like I have more, like, fulfillment, like, in my life. Would you rather have the love of your life or the career of your dreams? The career. The career, okay. Yeah. Of your dreams. Yeah. Why? Um, you don't want love? I mean, love is good. Like, love is great. But at the same time, I feel like a career make me feel like I have more, like, fulfillment. Like, Okay, so what's going to happen is you guys are going to run into this woman. So I could focus on my career. All right. Uh, what you're going to run into this woman, she's going to be 28, 29 after she's been ran through and try to get to her career. Career fulfillment, she'll pivot. I still hear women say this stuff. Hey, I'm young. I'm in my 20s. I want to live it out. I want to get my job together. I want to buy a house. I want to make money. I want to travel. And then inevitably, they're going to pivot. They're going to switch. And then they'll switch this back up on you. But then this is going to create a marketplace where the dating environment has been completely thrown off. So older people are dating, which I think, like I said, dating should not exist past the age of 25. You're, you're not on dates, guys. You're just trying to see if you can get together most of the time just to fuck. I mean, there's really no commitments going to come out of this. Some marriages do come out of it. Inevitably, the power dynamics messed up. I mean, I don't, I'm not mad at her for this, but this is what happens. This Malik, what, what type of career do you think she's going to get out of this? I have no idea. But this then does leave men in, alert, in a lurch. It's interesting. This is odd. This is odd. I, I hope they can make this work, but it won't. Let's go to this woman right here. What does she have to say? She has this to say about uh, relationships and dating, the bare minimum. Things that are bare minimum in a relationship, if a man disagrees, he's wrong. If your man doesn't make holidays or your birthday special, or if he doesn't text you good morning, if he doesn't check to see if you got home safe, babe, that's also a bare minimum. Sidewalk rule, he's not doing the sidewalk rule, leave him. That is also bare minimum you like checking in with you also bare minimum daily phone calls daily how are yous bare minimum my bad no video you didn't want to see her i'll have to listen to her again things that are bare minimum in a relationship if a man disagrees he's wrong 
your man doesn't make holidays or your birthday special or if he doesn't text you good morning if he doesn't check to see if you got home safe babe that's also a bare minimum sidewalk rule he's not doing the sidewalk rule leave him that is also bare minimum you like checking in with you also bare minimum daily phone calls daily how are you's Oh, man. I mean, inevitably, you would ask, what is the bare minimum that a woman has to do? Well, well just, just curious. I won't, before I qualify it, what is the bare minimum that she has to do? Anybody? What is the bare minimum? Because the rules are all for me, not for thee. And what am I getting? As I know, women be like, I'll be the table. No, you're not. I mean, I'm giving you way more. Obviously, you have a list of things that are bare minimum, and you have nothing on your list. What? Why again am I doing these things, and you're holding me to this standard? Inevitably, you won't hold another man to these standards that are going to push your insides to your esophagus. Like, even then, why am I doing all of these things? And people will say these are bare minimum. These are not bare minimum. According to who? And people keep saying this. Well, she wasn't asking for much. Really? For what in return? This isn't a one-sided deal. And the older you get, this is going to be a one-sided deal. But this is certainly one-sided. If you cannot name as many things as she named in return, what does the man get out of it? This is asking for too much without telling me what you're going to give. And if anyone here could take an opportunity, if you're a woman, and you say, or a man, and say she's not asking for much, what is she doing in return? Please tell me, what are they doing in return? Or what would be the bare minimum in return for her? What? Nobody will ever tell you this. I had a video go viral, and everybody said that this woman that I actually... I didn't even chastise. I just said she was out of line. And they're saying she's not asking for much. Yes, this is why dating sucks for a lot of people. Because there's a belief that this man is supposed to do all of this stuff. Then on the other side, here's this woman right here. Eh, I focus on my career. I would do this and I would do that. What is it? Men are too scared to act challenge this i'm not scared to challenge this what is it now here's the reality of it this is why dating sucks for women this woman is gonna uh listen to this she's gonna give you the statistics on what's really going on out here here we go right here listen black men have some of the largest misconceptions of the availability of black men for us to date because y'all keep blaming it on us that we can't find nobody we can't pick nobody we picking the wrong ones well listen bro 30 percent of black men are in jail right now so now it's only 60 percent of the black community we can even talk to then we got five percent that are gay five all right five percent that are unemployed unemployable five percent that have mental health issues that are reported so now we at 55%. And let's not talk about the down low black men that won't tell us that they gay. So now we went at like 45%. Okay. And y'all saying we don't know how to select men when y'all not even available. Lack of accountability much? I keep saying lack of accountability. No, Angela, we men are lack of accountability. What are you talking about? 30% of black men are in jail. and you. I don't know. Is that statistic accurate? 30%? I don't know about all that. 30 
talking about we not picking right? Who's who's left to pick? Who who doing the bending? <laughs> Goodness. My God. My goodness. Gentlemen, look like, first of all, look at what we got going on here. I mean, just take a look. And then she says, let's be, she says she's married to a wonderful guy. So she's just providing commentary. She's not talking about herself. But the numbers she gave out probably aren't inaccurate. But again, I'll give her a pass. It was just a pre recorded video. All right. But, um, uh, these 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 misconceptions that she's putting out here, down low guys, these are all based on the southeastern quadrant of the United States, right? When you go out outside of that, this is inevitably not true. 30% maybe in Jacksonville, maybe in Birmingham, maybe in Gary or Indianapolis, but when or Cleveland, maybe in Cleveland, 30% of black men are locked up. I have no idea, but let's come out to the real world. Let's get out of your comfort zone in your enclave. Let's get out of where they sell... Uh, fried catfish and Jamaican uh, curry, curry and chicken and all that shit. Let's get out of where you buy wigs and weaves at your beauty shop supply. And what's going on with your hairline? That's that's another thing here, but that's neither here nor there. I think, I think she's trying to make a point that there are not enough selectable good men. And the reality is there's just not enough men, period. Number one, women outnumber us. This is a reality. This is why dating should suck. Women thinking that they got inevitably uh, a whole bunch of options out here. They might think they do, but they don't. Outnumbering, we outnumber, uh, they, they outnumber us. Obviously, then you have all of these other things that prevent you from mating. You're not getting out of your comfort zone. You're not willing to date interracially. You're not willing to travel dating interracially. So this is where the frustration is. This is why dating, when you're older or divorcing to go back out the market, this is why this does, it doesn't make sense that we continue to do this. This is why focusing on your career first, then dating or finding your mate second, it doesn't make sense. The woman that says she's going to focus on her career first, she's inevitably going to date. She's not going to just focus on her job. She's still going to fornicate. She's going to suck salami. She's still going to do what? Get penetrated. She's going to get trains ran on her every now and then. Trying. And then come out here when she thinks she's ready, go to the boyfriend store. And lo let me go get me a committed guy. What happened? It's tough. Where did all the men go? This is tough. People are doing this the opposite way. They're doing the opposite way. Then they want to raise their standards. Hold up for a second. Stop dating cheap guys. Is he showing you the cheapest menu options saying that's the most delicious? Is he counting how many drinks you have? Is he not willing to send you an Uber when you're coming over to his place? Let me clarify, there's nothing wrong in dating a guy that is on the path to financial freedom. But there's everything wrong in dating a guy who's just cheap, stingy, gross. Stop dating cheap guys. Is he showing you the cheapest menu options saying that's the most delicious? Again, uh this is not this is prostitution guys this is not dating this is not dating what she's asking for is a, a, a sugar daddy an arrangement she asking for uh um she asking for her fee anybody who thinks what she's talking to resembles dating you're wrong and she's been doing it far too long she's had far too many disappointments she's far too old for this shit a date to me is synonymous what with um with um if if uh, a, a a teenager or a kid in college 
that takes a girl out for a banana split. That's a date. That would be a date. Let's go out for a banana split. <laughs> and then get the spoons and eat out of the same dish. Maybe feed him a... Mm, that, that's a date. As soon as we encroach onto restaurants, high-end menu prices, soon as we go here, you guys have shifted to another zone and you're not dating anymore. You're doing, you're wasting time. You're prostituting. He's purchasing Punani. That's what you're doing. You've been doing this way too long. Anybody looking to, for, for her, if she's looking for this guy to just show up and sweep her off her feet and take her to Ruth's Chris instead of cheesecake, this is not dating. You're too old. You've done this too long. And you're stinking up the marketplace, period. Stinking it up with these expectations. And then saying, I suppose, a good night text you. and t- oh, This is a disgrace. Okay, here's another one right here. Uh, why dating shit suck? Let me see here. Uh, what is this woman saying right here? Am I willing to play her? Yeah. Let's play her. All right. I played her before in another video. University of Arizona, the statistic is one in three college students will get chlamydia and half of those will get it more than once at U of A. I've had guys and girls be like, yeah, I've slept with like 200 people, but say they've never had chlamydia. I was like, you're lying about how many people you slept with or you're lying about never having chlamydia. University of Arizona, the statistic is one in three college students will get chlamydia and half of those will get it more than once at U of A. I've had guys and girls be like, yeah, I've slept with like 200 people, but say they've never had chlamydia. I was like, you're you're lying about how many people you slept with or you're lying about never having chlamydia. Oh, the humanity. This is why dating should suck. I mean, obviously, these girls, I played a video for her before. But the problem is there's people still dating and they have expectations for men and they're also fornicating. There's women who are fornicating while building their career up and then turning it into dating. Lady, when you already done that, you're undateable. We're not dating. When you say this guy doesn't have any any, any standards, I don't have any standards for him, but you're not dating. You're prostituting yourself. You're doing something else. This is not fair to the marketplace. This is why dating should suck. This is why it continues to suck. I don't even know why you think it is going to make it better. The only people who should be out here doing this are virgins or young people. If you're past age of 25, you are not dating. If you're a divorcee, you're not dating. No, if you divorced, male or female, and you meet a person, that is not a date. I don't care what you say that. You're doing something else. Let's describe what it is. You're either desperate or I don't know what it is. Let's play this woman right here. This woman's going to kick some facts. Two more videos and then we're out of here. The thing about the building stage, men will always be in the building stage. Like men are always building and the most successful men, they are always forever building, okay? It's so funny to me when the XY chromosomes always complain about, you just want to meet me at the finish line. I want someone to build with. It just shows that they're not men who build because the men who build, they know that they will always be building. So it's up to you at what stage of the building stage you want to join him in and no one should 
shame you for whatever entry point you choose. You are not obligated to build with a man from scratch. Like, where was he when you were building yourself from scratch? A lot of these men have nothing to their name except their birth certificates, expecting an educated woman to help them in their building stage when they're not even success-minded to begin with. Here's the thing about the mm. building stage. Men will always be in the building stage. Like, men are always building, and the most successful men, they are always forever building. Well, I mean, she got that right. That That's true. That's true. But then she, she went off on the other tangent. A woman should feel not feel guilty about entering in no matter what stage the man is building in. This does now reek of what are you doing? Is this dating him? Or is it a prostitution? Are you, you know, are, are, you, are you selecting a guy higher than above you, equal or above, eliminating the guys that are below? And what, what is this called? What is this called when she's doing this? I don't call this dating. This is usury, targeting, arranged marriage, sugar baby, arrangement. These are not dating. These people are not dating you at all. They have no intentions to date you. So when guys are out here struggling, the reason why is it should you should struggle because then you're not putting yourself, your best foot forward. What you're saying is women should do this, men should do that. That is not going to work. Last video. Last video, and uh, let's see why I even played this one. I don't even know what this video is. Here we go. I'm 30 years old and I've been with my partner for 10 years. We met in uni and we have two beautiful children. I've always had a low sex drive and it sometimes bothers my partner. He communicates this to me. I try and improve, but we go back to square one again. Mm. On average, we have sex twice a week and he initiates it 95% of the time. Twice a mm. week, that's not bad, you know. A few years ago, we had a rocky patch and broke up for four weeks. We were still under the same roof, but hardly spoke. During this time, I felt lonely and I reached out to the other person mm. I've been with before my first ever boyfriend. I spent almost every day with my ex and the sex was the best I've ever had in my life. Why would you go and complicate Suddenly the, your the, the drive is It's higher. not a sex drive. It's not the drive. The drive is not the problem. The drive is driving. It's the car. The drive is not the problem. It's the vibe. <laughs> I suddenly became the horniest version of myself. Of course you did. He was single, so I had no problem with temporary casual sex. As me and my partner reconciled, I let my ex know and we cut things off. Please help me, ladies. I do not want to be with my ex. That is clear to me. I love my man, but how do I desire him mm. in the same raunchy way? Uh. My libido is so low. Mm -mm. But not when I was sleeping with my ex oh. I hate that for me I need some advice Because I don't want my relationship to break down Because of sex My man heard me listening to uh -oh. oh, My man heard me listening to your podcast And sarcastically said Why don't you ask him for, for advice about your bedroom life oh. <laughs> So here not I am no, I'm 30 years Alright and so this one is just kind of Again what I'm talking about um, the, This is a sexist marriage The woman has two kids But then she finds her ex and then she has sex with the ex, cuts off sex with the husband. She says she's not really attracted to him. This is all these successful marriages that you talk about. This happens as well. And no, these aren't just the skeezers and the 304s. This happens all the time. We just are uncomfortable with it. And you might think these are outliers. I think they are common. They're not the norm. I think they're common. Then she's saying, I still want to be with the husband, not the ex. But she's granted pretty much the only thing she had to leverage, and she gave that enthusiastically to the ex. Now she's returning back to the husband. 
if she doesn't make it work with the husband, this woman's going to be dating one of you guys out here. Dating. And she's undateable. Why does she get, what does she have to leverage against to get you to do all of your expectations? What is going on? This is not a date. This is not a woman that should be treated with any of these things that they ask for, Cheesecake Factory or even above that. This is not dating at this point. But dating should suck to wrap it up. Dating should not be comfortable. You should not be perfect at it. You should not be not nervous about it. In the real true sense of dating, you should not be a professional dater. You shouldn't be like, I know exactly what to do on a date. Are you a pro at this? What, 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 are, you, what are you dating for? The point of dating is supposed to be to find a mate, a partner. But if that's not what you're doing and you keep having successful dates, you're not describing dating. You're not even describing courting. You're describing something else. If a guy comes to you and say, I'm going to show you how to get dates and be good at it. That is not dating, right? If a woman says that, oh, the man that I previously dated, take me here. The men that I previously dated, open the door. This is not dating. <laughs> what is that? You serial dating. You're using people. You're constantly, you've been on 30, 40, 100 dates. That is not what we would constitute as dating with a purpose. If you find yourself in this situation, you need to tell yourself real quick, you're lying to yourself. It's a facade. You're not dating. What you're describing is fornication. What you're describing is prostitution. What you're describing is wasting time and or usury, male or female, period. And I think even for myself, I, I don't even look at dating as dating. I'm like, oh, you dated this girl. No, I didn't. I just took her out, right? I just took this girl out. That's another girl I took out. And if she's sitting over there going, I'm looking to date for a purpose, and she's over 25, she's a moron. If you can't figure out that a guy's just taking you out to screw you, screw you at some point, and he's sitting across from the table, he's 30, 35, 40, and you're 25, 30, 35, 40, and you're sitting here believing that this guy, you're vetting him as a lifelong partner, you're a moron. Ladies, you're an idiot if you think that he's only desiring the desiring to find you as a suitable mate. You're a moron. And whatever happens to you after that, you cannot say the guy lied to you because you're a moron. You're an idiot. He's not, he's not courting you. He's trying to screw you, period. And you should know this going out. You should absolutely know this. It's like, what? I don't know what people are doing out here, but I think people are literally trying to fool themselves. Oh, and by the way, if you went out here with a body count more than six and you're out here trying to date with a purpose, you're not dating. You're not trying to find a suitable mate. And if any of your partners did less than what you're requiring of the men going forward, you are not dating. <laughs> you're not dating. That's not what dating is supposed to be. Then tell this guy what he's supposed to do. What you're supposed to do with, ma'am, you got a body count of six, divorce, two kids, over 36. That is not dating. 
not dating with a purpose, stop. Let me stop. You're wasting your time out here. This is an absolute farce. But listen, I'm the one to tell you. I'm the one to tell you this. This is an absolute joke of what people are doing out here, perpetrating a fraud. He said it's called coping. Yep, you're not to be taken seriously. Oh, I think I'm looking to get married. Dude, 46 years old, I'm here, and you're talking about marriage on the date? Shout out to Jamie. says, you missed my last two. Wait, he says, you missed my 2K dollar super chat. <laughs> you tried to get me in trouble. I sure did it. I sure did not. And then uh, uh, last point on the dating. If you're, let me just look at this, this couple right here. If you're on a date with this guy, if you're a black woman and you're on a date on, with this guy, I'm going to tell you what this is called. You're a predator. Everybody could see this a mile away. Unless he knows what he's getting and you've negotiated it up front, you're a predator. This is an oddly mismatched couple. This woman has never seriously dated a guy that looks like him, talks like him, walks like him. This woman is probably Bill filled with the spirit of fornication for 30 years of her life. You're a predator if you're out here on a date like this. Not only that, you're trying to tell him Cheesecake Factory is not enough. You are a straight-up predator. You're not dating. Let's get it. All right, shout-out to me here. Talking about dating. This is this. It's a, it's a joke. Only people should be dating is two people that grew up in church together and went to go get a banana split. And you saw them holding hands, and they haven't had sex with each other for eight months. That's, a, that's dating. Right, y'all, they grew up in Sunday school together and look at them. Oh, look at them now. They're 16. Okay, let me give them a prepared. All right, treat her like a lady. Treat her like a lady. That's a date. That, that would be a date. All right, they grew up. He finally asked her out. She all nervous and coy. Her knees all knocked. Her feet all turned in. Okay, I'll go out with you. Where are you going to take her? Here, here's 50 bucks. Here, take her here. Take her there. And she's sitting there all shy. <laughs> Hi. I had a crush on you for a long time. That's a date. I was waiting for you to hit me, ask me out. I just, just a little shy. That would be a date. That's a date. <laughs> and then he drops her off. He shakes the father's hand. We're getting in the courting. That's a date. Nah, bitch, where you want to go? I don't know. You pick. Fifth date this week. <laughs> All right, anyway. Writing love letters. This is absolutely a farce. And PUAs and Max, if you're doing this, you're not dating. It's crazy. <laughs> Where are you at? Mom taking pictures. Yep. He bring a croissage. Is it croissage? I could never get that. Croissant, whatever it is. He bring her a flower. He have a wet dream at the end of the night, thinking of how he saw her little titty, titty uh, jiggling a little bit. She's halfway covered up, but he saw her a little bit. He's like, "Oh boy, I can't put, I can't wait to put hands on hips." They awkwardly bump noses when they try to kiss each other on the. Oh, okay, sorry, I'm a little nervous. They should be nervous. If two people are out together and they're both nervous, that's a date. 
All right, shout out to Zero Fallout, says majority of women end up doing less than their boyfriend or husband. This is the honest truth of relationships. Some are as bad as 90-10. They will always wiggle and wriggle out of their duties. Facts. <laughs> That's actually true. But men don't ever, men don't ever acknowledge. Men, men are really bad at telling women where they're failing. We're really bad at telling women where they fail. And this is why women have a belief that they're better than men, right? That they're better at relationships and romance. Because men re refuse to say, man, are you crazy? Oh, hell no. Because you're afraid you, you have scarcity. Like the guy in the car. He's afraid to tell her, man, bitch, would you get out my car? I'm tired of listening to you. We're scared. You have scarcity, so you start doing all of these things. And this woman committed eight violations in a car alone. Eight levels of disrespect. She disrespected his whole manhood. And she still thinks she's perfect at the end of the night. I think if more men were honest with their women on what she's doing and what she's not doing, women would either go crazy or they'd actually start acting better. But there is absolute proof that men put up with more bullshit from their spouses, their female spouses, and those spouses never hear about it compared to vice versa. When a woman has a problem with what a man's doing, she will make an announcement. She will announce it. She will discuss it. She will tell him his shortcomings. She will tell other people. She'll tell her relatives, her mother-in-law. She'll tell everybody. Look at what this guy did. And nobody will say, well, what was you not doing for him to actually get that treatment? Nobody would ever say that. <laughs> I believe That's a belief. Women don't hear where they fail enough. Oh, their self-esteem. You got to, I'm going to tell you what a woman once said to me. Oh, you know. You know, your girl, she, you need to tell her she's beautiful every day. Why? <laughs> Why? Because there's inevitably days she's ugly. Yeah, well, even if she is feeling ugly, you got to tell her she's beautiful. Nope. Nope. If she's feeling ugly, she can drop that neck at the end of the day. It's barbecue See, in there. But these are all the things that we tell people. And I believe that if she's doing what she's supposed to do, there's no problem. But there are some days that she ain't doing it, and she needs to know about it. Oh, you're going to mess up, man. You're going to lose that woman. Treat her like a lady. Treat her like a lady. If your girl wakes up and she got... They, they, they. <laughs> yeah, you got to treat her like a lady. Oh, hell no, man. Tell her where she failing. You know what? You ain't doing what I... Hey, man, listen. I, I didn't put up too much rent for you to be acting like this. <laughs> You know what? I didn't. I done did way too much this week to be getting this type of treatment. You know what? You need to get on top of your game, or you're gonna lose a man real quick. You gonna lose a man? But well, you ain't been doing this. Oh shit! Let me see here. Never be afraid to lose these people, man. I'm telling you, they giving y'all, they reneging on you, they sandbagging on you guys, <laughs> right? They sandbagging on you. Let me see. Steven Russell says, woo, shout out to you. 
MC Hamster says, a friend taught me years ago that if you want a girl to work out, I already said that one. JC says, I'd like John Deloney to invite Reverend X to the show. Notorious NIG says, she gets her weave and groceries from chain establishments. Suddenly, when it's not her money, chain isn't good enough. I have a question. Why, why, was, why was Cheesecake Factory not sufficient for a first date? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But people who do this are not dating you. This is not a date. Then she wants to tell me I need to go over to another place, another upper scale restaurant. At that point, I would have jumped right on seeking arrangements. I mean, I, you guys are doing it all wrong. I'm sorry. DJ says, Jason's lyric. Sorry, I don't listen to rap. <laughs> all right. Jabari says, uh, what if you're 30 plus and never dated? What if you're 30 plus and never dated? Uh, are we talking about men or women? A man or a woman? If you're a man that's 30 plus and never dated, you ought to have to consider what is the problem here. What, what, what's, what's taking you to so long? Right, and it could be a laundry list of reasons. These are the things you should be correcting. Because dating for women, um, I mean, dating for men, especially like for me, is super easy. Right? There's nothing. It's nothing. In fact, I do it. I do it too often. It works too well. Right. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm a great date. I'm a great date. Not many women leave disappointed if I date, and because I'm a traditionalist. I'm not one of these guys like, bitch, you only getting $40 worth of chicken nugget. I'm not this guy. But I also am not nervous. It doesn't make me nerve-wracking. I'm not sweating. My palms aren't sweaty. I'm not wondering what happens, nor do I pressure for sex on the first date. I don't think, I don't think it's necessary. Because half the time, I got somebody coming in after her anyway, so I don't even need her to come to my crib. I'm kind of vetting if I can bring her to my house, but not even that night. I found that if I make her go two nights without giving me no punani, I will have an endless amount of punani from that woman. <laughs> like endless. It's like I don't even try it. And that's not even a plan or a strategy. I'm like, I'm going to make her wait twice. I literally go and be sitting there chilling, comfortable. Yeah, 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 bitch, do all the talking. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're super important. Okay, Yep, all right, the bill comes. All right, sign the bill off. Here we go right here. Take her to the parking lot. She's like, I'm really excited. All right, yeah, yeah. But like, all right, I'll see you next time. Huh? <laughs> I'll see you next time. I got to go. All right, it was good. Matter of fact, I, I needed to be somewhere 30 minutes ago. <laughs> that bitch be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean? You're not going to invite me home? I told one chick the other day I dropped her. I told her we, we went out, had a good time. Told her, I'm going to take you home. Dropped her ass off at the crib. She was like, <laughs> dropped her. Next time I saw her, I mean, but there's no scarcity. There's no any of that. And I shouldn't really be dating. But the, uh, uh, the idea is anybody that dates like that, they're not dating. Anybody that's super comfortable like that, anybody that's doing these type of things, this is not what dating is. It's somewhat of a somewhat of a marketplace that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Drop her ass off. Thank you. It was good to see you. 
They expecting you to beg for sex. They expecting you to beg. Come on, come in. Come on, baby. Let's Netflix. Come straight to the crib. They expecting that. Give them the opposite. Next time they see you, they're going to be wetter than the Niagara Falls. <laughs> Do it two times. But here, here, here's the thing. Right. He was talking about that. He said, I'm giving away too many secrets. For real. Go home. I don't want nothing from you. <laughs> what? Well, I was kind of hoping. Nah, nah, I got to get up early in the morning. I'll see you next time. So anyway, let me see here. But a lot of guys, though, if you're, if you're in that position, there got to be a reason. R. Singleton says, sounds like the guy wanted to play high value man or high value man. And now it's time to show why you're a high value man and he is not it. Yeah. Uh, the high value thing thing. He tried to do that. It's crazy. MC Hamster says, XXs are gardens. Men are gardeners. Pull the weeds. Pull the weeds. Guys, and men, uh, it's a serious thing out here. I know there's, you know, the Red Pill Ragers. We got a very diverse group. Guys, there's too many women out here for men. There's too many women out here. The 90-10 rule is on steroids. I'm not trying to shame you, but the bar is super low when it comes to these women, and they're not very, you can't distinguish one from the next. In their world, they're distinguishable from the next woman. I'm here to tell you, they're not very much difference between one woman and the next. Not in the bed, not in behaviors, or any of that. In fact, they operate on the spectrum. This is why some people try to say, well, you're talking about the skeezers. You're talking about the low-quality women. You're talking about the hoes. You're talking about the guys. They all were one of these at one particular point. You found her on one point of the spectrum. She probably was a bad person or a skeezer at one point in her life, and you met her outside of when she was a skeezer, and she repackaged herself. It don't matter. You're talking about the same people. They're not much different from the next. Okay? But in reality, one of the problems I see out here is that there are too many women aiming towards a small percentage of men then there's a group of men that, for some reason, you have a barrier of belief that there's scarcity in women, that you do not qualify, or the barrier to qualify is super high. And then at the same time, you're saying women shouldn't get more than a turkey sandwich, and they should split the date. It's something going on. There's something going on, man. And I think right now, I think the women are going to be the most frustrated, but men are as well. And somebody says women don't like men. I agree. I agree with that. And I accept that. And I can see through that. Now, once I accept that, I can operate differently. And my belief, and I wrote this on Twitter, women don't like men. They actually don't like us. I'm here to tell you, women don't like you. They don't really love you. It's pretty obvious. It's apparent. But I accept that. Now, there's something she might like about me. For instance, I tend to get women who believe that I'm masculine. Especially then, younger women and older women, they have this belief that I'm like super masculine. And I said it. I've said it. 
After I said it on Fresh and Fit three years ago, they don't love you at all. They are loving what you do for them. They love how you make them feel. That's not a love for you. Now, I accept this. I accept it for what it is, and I can operate accordingly where my ego is not attached to it. My ego is not attached to how a woman treats me, responds to me, but they think I'm have this because I got bald head, I'm older, gray beard, big gray beard, somewhat muscular, all right? And, you know, I carry myself. And so I think that's what they like. So they'll particularly respond to that. Now, how I can mess that up is if I was a beta. If they actually expected me to be masculine and I acted otherwise and I call lovey-dovey, oh, baby, I need you in my life, they would be disappointed. They would be disappointed. They would be like, damn, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting you to pull my hair. Oh, and the Porsche too. I was expect they see I, uh, success. Success status or status symbols or success symbols. So they're like, daddy, I'm going to get daddy treatment from him. I'm going to get masculine treatment from him. He's going to put me on my place. He's going to make me bring out my feminine. He's going to give me, that's what they're looking for. Now, if I acted opposite of that, that would make her dry up. But, you know, does she like me? Or does she like what she was going to get? Does she like how I was going to make her feel? I believe that that wasn't a like for me. She didn't, she didn't select me. She selected what she thought she was going to get from me. That's, that's okay. In my opinion, that's okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll go with it. That's almost the best you can get. That's the best you're going to get. In my opinion, gentlemen, that is almost the best you're going to get. Even your wife selected you after she stopped hoeing and got her career, she selected you for who you were and how you made her feel. Now, the minute you find out that she don't really love you, for instance, you changed what she thought she was going to get. And then she says, oh, I don't like you anymore because I thought you were going to do this. That told you she doesn't like you. <laughs> she liked the idea of you. She liked what she was getting from you. She liked what she perceived you represent it. To me, you have to accept that. But a lot of guys are struggling because you want somebody to love you for you. That's almost impossible. In fact, if you think of anything we discussed, that's impossible. It's not possible for her to like you for you. The only possibility is if this woman met you in Sunday school, grew up with you, and knew you over a period of time where you were awkward adolescents, and then all of a sudden you're mature, budding teenagers, and she likes you for you. That's it. Once you pass that, and you're talking about past 25, past 30, past 35 or 40, now you're talking about something else. You got to take your ego out of it. Take your ego out of it. She's liking you for what you represent. She's picking you for that. You're a partner. You're a beta. You're an alpha. You're a masculine. You're 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 fifty fifty. You're huggy buggy. You're di she's picking you for something, but not just not you. That's it. 
<laughs> he said, that's why alimony exists, to continue getting what she wanted from you without you in her life. Facts. Now, what anybody that says this is um not true, yes, there's outliers. There's outliers that this doesn't apply to. Like a woman will say, I want him to be tall. Right? Now, I'm one of the reasons why, and people, short guys get offended. Remember, remove your ego. Your ego is not your amigo. If you realize why a woman might want a tall guy, it would make sense, even just biologically. But let me just give you an example. And don't mind me sticking around here, right? I've, I've talked to a lot of women and, and whatever. When they say they want a tall guy, two things are working for them. Other than the social validation that they have a tall guy. Number one, they've dated tall guys, right? So you might think it's weird for her to think that she can overlook this, but she's probably comfortable with taller guys. So ever since she was a little youngin', she's always dated people that were taller. So that makes her comfortable. It would be somewhat weird. She might feel weird being with a guy that's shorter or a guy that uh, her, your toes are hitting her kneecaps. That's number one. Take the biology out of it. She's used to it. She doesn't see that as a possibility with you. She might have to grow into that. Similarly, if you date fat women, first time you date a skinny woman, it's going to feel weird. You'd be like, I just can't imagine. And then you put your arm around her whole waist. And you're going to be like, I actually like this. But you're used to dating fat women because you thought that was a preference. You cannot see yourself with a skinny, boned woman. You think it's weird. You're like, oh, I just can't. It's the same thing with them. You've already just been around too many fat women. Now, same thing. Another reason she might like this is that she's already dated too many short guys. She might have married a short guy. She dated short guy. She wants something different. She wants a tall guy. Now, she might figure out at some particular point it didn't make a difference or it made all the difference in the world. We never know. But what you guys are doing is, you know, I'm helping you here. And I needed this to help myself and understand it. Let me take my ego out of this for a minute and see how this helps. And it helps a ton. It helps a ton when you just remove your ego. The sense of self-portance. You know, when people say you're rejected, you take it to heart. And it could have just been the moment. It could have been the time. It could have been what it is. But what I do know is that there is a shortage of good available men out here. And if you show yourself to be that, you have an over an abundance of women. It's a sad state of the world here. There's too many. You can't even deal with them. You won't have the time or the money. <laughs> you won't have the time and the money to deal with it. You're just going to be like, this is outrageous. And no, you can be as ugly as me, as short as me, as ridiculous looking as me, all cross-eyed looking, looking like Shaquille O'Neal's um, uh, mini me. That's what I look like. <laughs> All right. There are too many. Then you open up travel. Then you go into anywhere around the world. It's just outrageous. And it didn't have nothing to do with my looks. It didn't have nothing to do with much anything, but me being somewhat, uh, somewhat, um, damn, what's the word? Not enamored. Not enamored with them, not desperate. The basic strategy is to be indifferent. 
<laughs> Indifference helps. Indifference requires you to move your ego. This isn't an act. This isn't an act. Right? It is a straight up indifference. And I'm indifferent to them because I know this one thing and I'll move on. There's not much difference between one and the other. Okay? There's not much. There's not much different. This is why in the past, they told men to sow their royal oats. I say, put hands on as many hips as you can. No desperation, no sense of, this is the one, she likes me for me. Remove all of that. There ain't much difference between one chick and the next. What can you do with them? What can you get out of them? If you want love, romance, marriage, if you want just a booty call, if you want sugar babies, if you want a quickie, if you want an old chick, a fat chick, a young skinny chick, there ain't much difference that they're going to give you back in return. In fact, I'll rest it on this case. Most men who disagree with me, the difference between what the woman's giving you and what the previous women give you ain't much. It, it is probably the bare minimum in most cases. And then you take her and say, my girl gives me so much. What does she do, actually? She helped me with my business. That's bare minimum. What else should we, does she bring you a plate? Bare minimum. If we if we really talking about what they're doing to make the difference between the other women, it's literally bare minimum. It ain't that much difference than what the other women. The the fact is, this woman's giving you the bare minimum minimum, and the other women were sandbagging on you. That's a fact. <laughs> that's that's the actual fact. She was giving you actually what she was supposed to give you. The other women gave you zero. <laughs> Where we at? Let me do these super. Let me do these PayPal. We got uh, Jamal says it's funny how the women's math was off, and he says a hundred minus thirty is seventy, not sixty-five. Girl math, aka he says also twelve percent of the population was incarcerated. So either way, her stats were wrong. Yeah, she was out of there. Maybe she saw him out in Cleveland. And if she, I think she, if she did something sexually for you that made that happen, she swallowed your kids. A lot of guys right now, you get a woman to swallow your kids, you're going to marry her right off the rip. Guys, it's going to be a dumbass decision. <laughs> the first woman to swallow your kids, you're going to be like, I'll marry you. Trust me, this is a bad choice. And that was the difference between the one you would marry and the one you didn't marry. That literally was the decision. And I'm just being facetious. But that was the difference. The other ones barely licked the top of your head. The other one enthusiastically swallowed your kid. And you went and said, that's the one. Mm. It ain't that much. Like what? You could have paid for that. Like it. <laughs> no government aid says I'm Gen X. And you're right about the boomer men failing us. My late father went through two divorces and didn't say a word about it. And what to look out for. Have you considered a follow-up of the Boomer show? Yeah, I need to saute their ass. Flay them. Yep. Because a lot of Boomer guys, you're the problem out here. You guys set us up for failure. All right, you guys were on child support. You had your whole tax returns taken for all my whole childhood. 
All your tax returns were taken. Ninja, you couldn't lead a country. I was watching, uh, I saw on Instagram that Grandmaster Cass and the fewer, I think from the fewer is five, legendary hip-hop star, he's got a passport. Shout out to the passport bros. He's holding his passport up. And he was like, it's been 50 years since I've been able to travel. And I was like, what happened? And he was like, I've been on child support. I've been on arrears. This ninja's 60 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, back then, he couldn't say all of this stuff. We're saying it. Remember, it was almost passe for us to say the, have these conversations. They used to tell me to shut up. Just shut up and pay. Don't say nothing. Why are you talking about this? Just deal with it. Be a man. Man up. And I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. No, I'm a talk. And I pushed through it. And I made this conversation more easier for other people to have these conversations. And people before me did that for me. But I was really in the original first, second, third wave of groups of men that were censored heavily for these conversations. So if you're a content creator and came after me in 2020, you better thank everybody before you and acknowledge them for making that sacrifice because we were the first ones to speak up about this when they told us to shut up and don't say nothing. The boomers shut up and didn't say nothing. Didn't even warn us. Didn't even warn us. Didn't even say, look out for this. Or oh, you will meet you a good woman one day. Steve Harvey asked then just taking care of three women. Then, then Country Wayne using the same boomer mindset. I take care of all my baby mamas. And I make sure they have the life that I have. This shit is outrageous. Mm. Then John Deloney out here. No woman should ever make a woman feel stranded. This is all nonsense. This is all, the, this is all nonsense. Because in the face of it, we know the woman is not perfect. We know she's doing just as much evil. But we're supposed to never leave a woman stranded. That's bullshit. And I'm here to tell you it's bullshit. They're just trying to guilt you into accepting being subjugated and being mistreated. So I'm supposed to take mistreatment, but then supposed to take care of you. Absolutely not. This is what the boomers put up with. They put up with being belittled, subjugated, used, and then they supposed to still do what they're supposed to do and get zero from it. There's, there's never a situation where you should ever say to a man, never do this to a woman. You mean never? You mean under any circumstance? No, we changing the game. That's absolutely not true. There should be a situation where you should leave her ass stranded. <laughs> right? What are, we do? what are we talking about here? She disrespecting you? Oh, hell no. There is a scenario where I can leave her ass stranded. Absolutely. I can leave her ass broke. Busted and disgusted and bankrupt. Absolutely. There is scenarios for that, and I can prescribe them for you. The boomers, yep, boomers with that bullshit. Nah, man, you still got to take care of no matter what, man. She the mother of your kids. What? Nah, we going to bury all that. We burying all that old thought. All that old nonsense that the boomers, we're burying it. Pushing forward into 2030. We taking it right to the grave. We casket dropping that. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you ain't getting no better out here because the word's going to spread. We taking that right to the undertaker. <laughs> yeah, that's what we doing. We getting it straightened. We straightening the shit out right now. We straighten it out because we demand that we're being treated. 
with good with good behavior. We're not going to take mistreatment like the boomers. All right, shout out to uh, Blue Bag and says you can tell a woman uh you can tell a woman when she lacks you'll only get two responses. You could I think you meant where she lacks. That's what you said. You can tell a woman where she lacks. You'll only get two responsible. One, impossible. I'm a queen. Number two, it's Jermaine's fault. Shout out to JC says, I had a bad date last week. Had a chick with one of those high up booties. She took her bra off and it looked like two busted uh, condoms taped to her back. I think you mean the high up bootsies or you says booties. Anyway, I'm messing it up. All right, Shinku Goku says, I'm behind on tuition fees. Just a little change for the CGA Coffee Fund. Thank you for the best edutainment on YouTube. Thank you, brother. Shout out to you, and I hope anybody can put some of these things to, to play here. Don't, don't accept shame, man. Don't accept the shame. Well, as a real man, you should do, we, we taking that to the undertaker. We taking that. No, we, gonna, we start telling them what they need to do. Shout out to Cam. All right. All right. Shout out to Cam. And then let me see here. Let me check this out before we go. (laughs) And did I get zero fallout? I did. Shout out to Chris Abney. I got him. And then uh, I think I got no government name. And then you can hit the like button on the way out of the building. How about you do that to me? Thank you for the show. Appreciate it. We'll be back this evening, maybe for a short period of time. We out of here. Peace.